On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, the dudes will be talking being left out of the Star Wars Squadron's gameplay preview, while also fawning over Clone Wars Anakin and his new stat bundle from Hot Toys. They'll also touch on a few new updates from Lucasfilm Publishing made at Comic-Con at home before getting into the juicier news and rumors from the past week. Those include Disney's delay of Star Wars projects due to the COVID plague, and rumors about a Crimson Dawn and a Lando series. Of course, they'll talk about Ray Park's IG thing and whatever the hell that was all about before rounding out the show with the fan segment, including a new question of the week and the top five plus one Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Cue the music. The good end. Like, that's all you can do. It's like, yeah, yeah that's what people start doing with the, the Disney Everybody, welcome to a brand new and a special, and why is it special, you may be asking? Well, this show is always special when you've got me and you've got at that Nick C at the helm, but it's special because we're doing this week's edition of the Star Wars Time Show on a Monday. You might be asking, why has the world ended? Did Matt, did Nick, did the cats, did the dogs, did someone get COVID? No. The reason we're going on Monday is because yours truly, right here, is turning as old as The Empire Strikes Back tomorrow, our usual broadcast day. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be lazy, and we're going to do this on Monday. I'm going to take the day to myself. I'm going to sit here and enjoy my 40th during a pandemic where I can't really go out and do anything by my lonesome. So no cast on Tuesday. We're doing it today. That's all that matters. We're here. We've got our hats on. We're ready to rock and roll. We've got cryo. We've got tones. We've got at work more or less himself in the chat right now, joining the live stream. So here we go, buddy. I mean, who knows how long we'll be doing this. It's raining here where I'm at. Camp Haywood is underwater already. Uh, you know, Nick and I were kind of talking before the show. As I said, I turned 40 tomorrow. I'm not one of these people's like, oh, hey, celebrate me. Yay, it's my birthday. But it is 40. All right. So that is one. a mile. That's a milestone birthday. I'll never forget my dad's 40th and thinking how old the motherfucker was when he turned 40. And here I am. Yeah, my dad. About to. They, he also had like a like a fun 40th like i think i feel like the the, yeah. the, the 40 is like the the, the fun you're an old fucker birthday now right <laughs> and and for those of us and again don't i'm not sitting here bitching and moaning i get it it's not a huge sacrifice oh well i don't get to celebrate my 40th in style because of the pandemic this that and the other thing but i was trying to change things up a bit this week to, just to make and here's the other thing having your 40th on a fucking tuesday all right. Sucks, man. Another strike against my 40th. So to, to change things up, doing the show on a Monday, hanging out with our buddies, the fandos, the assholes in the live stream, kind of, you know, pop me up a little bit, make the week feel a bit different. Um, but I set up the camp, you know, I got a, a decent backyard, got the tent out there, but guess what? It's fucking storming today. So the tent's probably going to be destroyed. Everything I wheeled out there to celebrate tonight and tomorrow will probably be flooded, but that is my luck. That's how we do it here at the star Wars time show. We never want things to go too smoothly, right? That's right, man. If it, if it went too smoothly, it wouldn't be the star Wars time show. It would, it would be some <laughs> other 
you know that's right well well versed and practiced cast we, we'd be like kessel run <laughs> transmissions who are now yeah. the darlings of reddit and essentially uh, anything they say now gets posted on star wars leaks as but as gospel and yes i'm a petty asshole i hate that these guys are building their audience getting bigger they got that bad batch scoop fortune teller style hey they're gonna do a show about some clones and there it hit on that but it is what it is yeah I mean, we all can't be darlings of Star Wars fan podcasts. We, we just need to, we need a, a source inside of Lucasfilm. We need the Lucasfilm janitor. And then, it's all, or, or we just need bigger balls yeah. and get better at being fortune tellers. Cause I, I still contend a lot of these people just, you know, they, they, they shat in their hands and then they smack it on a wall. And some of the little pieces of fecal matter stick to where people would be like, oh, yeah, they, they kind of said some of that. I, like, I will say this. Once we get a little bit later in the show, I fortune told some of these rumors that just popped up. Like if you go back yeah. and you, you know, <laughs> listen to one of our casts right. recently within right. the last three That's, weeks. Well, it is. Then it's our fault. We're pussies. It's OK, like, uh, <laughs> so we, we need to just start. I'll be your source. Yeah. OK. And you'll be my source. Yes. So the next time I come up with an idea just based on, you know, kind of the tea leaves that are out there. I mean, a lot of these aren't too hard to guess. And I'll be like, sources say my sources said yeah. and, and we all will know. Wink, wink. My source is Nick. And when he cites a source, it's me. Sources okay? close to Star Wars. That's all we have to say. Sources all with right. knowledge of Star Wars. <laughs> well, there's our uh, there's Matt's little pity party opening for this week's show. It, it usually happens. I usually have to go into some sort of diatribe about how life isn't fair, how nobody likes us, and how every other Star Wars fan podcast seems to blow up and get their hosts recognized, except for the Star Wars Time Show. But when your fan base votes on their name and still hates their name it doesn't surprise <laughs> right, me right? you know what i mean so you motherfuckers uh, not, pick this <laughs> <laughs> nothing surprises me with the fandos but that's why we love them they're just as goofy and dumb as us I love, so I love the name. all right man we, we actually do have some topics to get into today and and i know for a fact nick something juicy is going to drop probably later today or tomorrow because that always happens i mean it never fails I mean, the we, star wars time show if we go early we're going to get we're going to get you know kind of out newsed by star wars itself but yep. it's to be expected yep but we still got some things here this week. yeah we got some stuff so. to get into um up first you know how we do it we usually stick to the toys the collectibles that's our bread and butter if, if we do have some and uh, those of you that tuned into episode 120, you might be looking at this and going, hey, dummies, you already, you already covered this one. And I, I would agree in, in certain terms, but this is the full glamour shot reveal of the Clone Wars era hot toys live action style Anakin Skywalker figure. But the reason we're sharing it is because after the fact, we got the uh, word from Exclude Magazine and other uh, toy people out there. That Hot Toys was going to offer a special edition bundle that uh, included this awesome looking General Anakin, but also with a, a Stap Speeder, which is the Separatist battle droid uh, kind of stand on uh, speeder yeah. vehicle. Yeah. Uh, so, so that was the, that was kind of the, the big deal there. Plus, like I said, we got the the full lineup of, of glamour shots. Exclude magazine has way more than we do. I'm lazy, mm -hmm. but uh, the figure again is looking fantastic. This bundle, I'm going to be honest with you, Nick didn't really do much for me okay uh these days i don't know the the whole one six scale vehicle scene just isn't quite up my alley yet uh based specifically because of all the the, the room it's going to take up yeah 
Uh, and it was like an extra hundred dollars plus to get this version than just the standard Anakin, which still comes with the special edition poncho. So do you uh, so also I showed... get all of the, the, like the additional items with it? So you get like the oh, yeah, hands yeah. and then the, the yeah. detonator uh, everything, everything, right. Okay. Everything we're looking at here comes in both versions of this Hot Toys Anakin, except for the Stap Speeder. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, that That's the only difference. So, you know, I, I showed a little bit of... Uh, control if you will uh when when it came to heading over to sideshow and plunking down some cash on new star wars one six scale <laughs> and just went with the the anakin figure yeah yeah i mean uh, it makes sense the if you're not going to use the speeder then there's no reason to have the speeder right waste not want not so <laughs> i mean it'd be a nice display piece but like i said i mean you this is a barbie sized figure so imagine how big the vehicle is going to yeah. be you're talking now, if you're buying one of the Delight shelves or the glass shelves, that's an entire section or row of that shelf now being taken up for one. Yeah, one vehicle. Albeit sexy looking figure, but one figure. So, I mean, we, I we, all, we all know that the, the Star Wars Time HQ does not have unlimited space. You need to. Oh, no, I mean, you guys can kind of just see it in the stream. I mean, the walls are a shit show. They're, they're already completely full of posters. Uh, I still have a blank for where Tross should go, but I just can't. I can't bring myself to buy the Tross movie you, you poster gotta for do some it, reason. Man. You got to do oh, it. Oh, I have to. I mean, I've got them all. I, I have all the other I mean, ones. You have be, Attack of the Clones poster, okay? Yes. You can't. Yes. You have. Hey. You have two. You have all of the the. Uh, you watch ones. your mouth. You watch your mouth with AOTC, son. <laughs> I just I just watched that this weekend as we were talking uh, before we went live because I there's just something about. Being outside under the stars with the big screen watching Star Wars movies. I mean, we've all have watched most of the Star Wars films more times than we'll ever remember. Uh, most of us can recite them with our eyes closed as they're playing. But there's just something about watching Star Wars movies in the summer outside on a big screen. So this weekend, uh, the little one, she's usually the director. <laughs> she wanted this is how she said it. I want the one. Where Anakin is lovey. Is lovey. Yep. That's yeah, fucking so I was like, AOTC. Uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, so you're talking clones? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, I want the one where he's lovey or the one where he's on fire. Okay. <laughs> yeah, those are very. So that, that's Sith. Yeah. And then the other, her other options went, I want the one where Luke is angry to Ray. Oh, all right, TLJ so. again? She's a TLJ uh, yeah, lover. That's what I mean. It's uh, but it's it's funny because you know she's getting older, so she's kind of grown out of like the moron brains. Because you know when kids are little, they could stare at paint dripping dry all day long, or watch the same blippy ship on uh, blippy shit on YouTube over and over and over. Yep. So when she's been watching all these Star Wars movies, it, it's both basically just moving images that flow into her brain and then right out. Yep. She doesn't quite understand the relationships, the stories, this, that, and the other thing. But now that is starting to come into play. So when she's watching these movies, I can see her starting to kind of connect some dots. So, I mean, that that's interesting to do as a dad. Put but things together, yeah. It, it is funny how, you know, she describes the movies. It's not titles. It's the themes. Yeah, it's, what, what's, what's happening to Anakin or what happened to Luke, yeah, essentially? What is happening to these people? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, AOTC, uh, there's there's not much to like in that film. I, dude, I don't, I'm, I'm telling you right now, and yes, it is still the worst Star Wars movie, 
but it has grown on me just like a lot of the prequels have over the, really this past year. I don't know if it's been the therapy talking to you and talking to the fandos. Uh, we know the Clone Wars final season, at least me specifically, really helped to soothe the pain and the damage that was done to me with the prequels. But these days, you know, maybe it's it's turning forty, and I'm losing some of my curmudgeonness yeah. about Star Wars yeah, coming down in my in my hate. <laughs> I just clones to me is just it's fun because of how silly some parts Dude. of it is, because of how poorly acted some parts are. <laughs> uh, but it also has some neat visual spectacles. I mean, when you're watching that movie and you're in that the droid foundry, mm-hmm. and you know that's all green screen. You, you, I was sitting there going at least like, man, you. That George was sitting there going, I can create entire worlds, factories, buildings on a fucking sheet. Oh, yeah. Like in a set in my garage. And like, so you, it's like I'm almost watching them now as, as educational videos on the mind of George Lucas at the time. Dude, that's, yeah, that's the best way to take in that trilogy is like, look at right. it. You have to live in 2000. Like they the were early full 2000s on tech demos. Again. Yeah. They're full on tech demos for him. I mean, it, you could tell it came at the expense of the scripts at the at, at his directing of the cast. But what he was doing and, and I mean, you look at that shit, it, dude, Phantom Menace came out in 1999. Oh, yeah. They were they were doing the computer work in the late 90s. And it still has some fantastic looking digital effects. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, revolutionary for the time. Jar Jar fucking Banks was the first ever fully People, CG character. I saw like a, a breakdown recently of the pod race, like from a visual effects perspective. Oh my God. And, and like, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Even now people are like, the things that they were able to pull off in the 90s with this, like showing it's crazy. proper reflections off of like f- with racing yeah. speeders. And then like this, this mirage effect that happens when you're in extreme heat. And then like the way that like there were, there were a lot of things that they called out that were like, it's impressive that they were able to do was that. Was that the, um, was that when a quarter digitals uh, VFX reacts been, videos? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, those, those are fantastic. I mean, we've talked about them before they did. That's where my, my stunt buddy was on and, and, and kind of got IG famous with a bunch of gay guys because they love the way he looks. But, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being dead serious. Like he did those videos with that. And I think he, his IG went from 3,000 to 25, 30,000. There you go. That's the bump we videos. need. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't coming yet. Uh, I don't know. Unless I guess we sit here with our with our schlongs hanging out and, and the right people see it. You never know. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, excellent stuff. So uh, I, I'm coming around on the prequels big time. They are fun to watch. But like I said, Star any Star Wars on a big screen is just, it's choice. It is. I love yeah. it. So I mean, it's... Highly, highly recommend. I really wish the weather would comply with me today so we could continue our Camp Haywood festivities, but probably not going to happen. So we'll all sit inside and get angry at each other <laughs> and scream. Yeah. Um, all right, man. So that, that was kind of our, our toy update for the week. Uh, we have a video game update, and uh, I guess we'll, I can be petty about this too, but uh, a bunch of influencers and, and gaming media last week got some hands-on access to Star Wars Squadrons. Our yep. two dumbass lowlifes obviously did not. We do not nearly have the pool. Uh, we're not like Star Wars Explained. I mean, I, I, that guy, great channel. I mean, he, he I'm not going to sit there and shit talk him. I will shit talk some of the other people on Reddit, but that <laughs> it is what it is. But even even he's doing stuff with the KRT guys now. So we're like full on losers. But anyways, 
Uh, a bunch of influencers, media, like I said, they got to play some squadrons, which means we got some new gameplay footage, actual people playing gameplay, not just canned gameplay. We got some write-ups, some preview thoughts, and I, they were kind of eye-opening. Uh, I, I think at least what I gleaned from this this round of previews, Nick, was that this game is is not for the weak of mind. Yeah. It's not for the lone wolf. It is full on strategy at the forefront. And yes, you got to work within your own ship's power systems, but also with your wingmen or women if you want any chance of success in this game. Yeah, that's the biggest difference to me when you compare this game to, and granted, the other games, you know, the older games had to be built around a single player experience, but like this is not going to be like Battlefront 2's like old Battlefront 2 space simulator where it's just you flying around and you blow up the whole ship yourself and then you win or, you know, like X-Wing versus TIE Fighter and stuff like that. Like this is a cooperative five versus five, like a co-op competitive five versus five game where if you run off and try to do something on your own, you're going to die quickly. So um, this is one of those types of games where if if you jump into a, a multiplayer game and you have a, a rogue player on your team, it could ruin your entire experience. And, you know, if you've ever played a competitive shooter or a competitive MOBA, you know, as a single player, just queuing up and getting randoms, then you, you know how much that can suck. <laughs> like if you're, if the team that you're playing against is highly coordinated or at least <laughs> remotely coordinated and your team is just full of a bunch of people who want to do right. whatever they want to do. We got a, we got a good comment here in the live stream from Brando Calrissian. He uh, he says, yeah, "I guess we're talking games." He's on the wrong game, but it is a it is a poignant comment for the Star Wars Time Show base here. Finally finished Fallen Order. Had to mat up the difficulty <laughs> to just <laughs> mash square and enjoy the story. I love it. Mat it up. Uh, see, th- that's why I love the live stream crew because we get new sayings from them. I, I think <laughs> mat up the difficulty is going to stick. Uh, that- that's going in there with words and shit. Uh, what was Nick's? What, what's your paint one? Real ass paint. Yeah, real ass paint, <laughs> Galactic Republic, and now we got Matt up the difficulty. So thank you, Brando. That was excellent. That and yes, good. Matt up the difficulty is the only way to play. The older you get, I mean, I mean, I've got Ghost of Tsushima on fucking easy. I don't care. I don't care. I love it. Stress free gaming for life. Uh, but anyways, back to squadrons and and talking of matting up the difficulty. There's no doing uh, that with this game. <laughs> yeah, I, the general consensus, and, and you never know, because sometimes, I mean, I was in the gaming media. I, I'm a decent gamer at picking up a game like a, a developer. Hey, play my game. No introduction, no explanation. I could usually figure it out. There's some motherfuckers in gaming media. You wonder why they're in Yeah, it's like, are you media. just doing this to like, like get on to your it, next... It, position right is this stepping stone yeah. into something else in, in in the media genre because you don't know how to hold a controller yeah uh but the from the multiple previews i read the the general tone was this game's fucking hard mm-hmm. yeah uh and not just if you you don't you don't teamwork it's just a a difficult game i think the, the, like the flying the managing your systems exactly this that and the other thing you know with with one with space simulators or space battle simulators as this is considered you always have that added dimension in there that you're not used to of like 
controlling yourself in three-dimensional space like usually if you're playing even if you're playing like a 5v5 competitive game of a similar style like you don't have to worry about flying like that's not usually something that people have to deal with in video games often so that throws it in there but then also like with games like this the difficulty of the game is highly dependent on the skill level of the people you are playing against so like if you're playing you know you're playing AI, you're playing against, you know, or you're playing the single player mode, there is a set difficulty level to it. So it'll be as hard as the developers make it. But if you're playing the multiplayer 5v5, the, the, the difficulty can fluctuate wildly. And if you add on top of that, the layers like you were talking about, Matt, of like the, the power management system, controlling everything properly, and then just flying like, you know, just flying your craft properly and not killing yourself by crashing into another ship. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm worried about. Like, am I going to be flying like I'm drunk all the time? Because yeah. I, I, hopefully they give you the choice to mess with your controls. I, I In a flying game, are you an inverted Y type of guy, like actual flight controls where up is down and down is up? Or do you just, hey, if I tilt up, I want my ship to go up. If I tilt down, I want my ship Dude, to go it's, down. It's been a long time since I played any game with like a flight mechanic to it on like a right. on a controller but i used it, it to be, is weird i used to be inverted i used to be like okay yeah me too for yeah. flying games i i would just accept it as is but these days i've been so programmed where up is up and down is down that i don't know i could see some kind of uh, mush mush mash brain going here playing this and you, you'll know when you're when you're playing against team star wars time show because one guy will be flying <laughs> erratically and crashing into buildings and the other one will just be very peaceful and not shooting anything yeah i'm just gonna right? like and that'll, that'll be back. nick like he'll <laughs> just be sitting there like just trying not to cause any chaos I'll be the support ship just like don't yeah, we're, we're, peace everybody yeah, please right. here you want some shields bad I'll guys I'll be hitting the uh, here you go. I'll be hitting the peace treaty button on the controller to try to broker <laughs> a, a deal between the two sides uh, yeah it seems we struck a nerve with our gaming difficulty conversation because we, we we got a few more comments from the live stream Rust Belt uh, he's claiming he's young in quotes so I don't know what that means I'm assuming that's late 20s early 30s I guess I mean, that's what I am uh, he he also likes low difficulty except Halo and Battlefront. And, and trust me, my friends, when I was in my 20s, I was uh, what you'd call an achievement whore. Uh, you remember when achievements were just the first came a thing on the 360 and the, it was at the PS3 uh, with yeah. the trophies? That was life. I mean, I used to uh, sit there and look for people and be like, hey, man, you want to go to multiplayer and I'll come up and smack you 50 times and then you smack me 50 times. But a lot of times to get full achieves... You would have to beat games on the hardest, the hardest difficulty. difficulty. Yep. Uh, year in and year out, I looked forward to my Call of Duty veteran run uh, because I thought it was a very challenging experience. I liked yelling at myself. I liked biting my arm. I liked chewing on my <laughs> fingers. And I've talked about this before. I liked going through 360 controllers like they were free. Um, I, I, $400 easy on 360 controllers. I, I Yeah, uh, I... I would play some games on hard difficulty. Like right now, I, I have Kingdom Hearts 3 and I haven't completed it yet, but I'm playing that on the proud mode difficulty, which is their hardest level. Like I, I didn't play uh, Fallen Order through on the easiest. I played it through on Jedi Knight, which is like your middle difficulty, I guess, your normal difficulty. I don't have any plans of going back and playing it on Jedi Master, but I did feel like Knight, Jedi Knight in the beginning of the game 
it was was a fair difficulty like you know you, there are points where you can get frustrated but then like as the game went on i was like i could probably play this on a harder difficulty and then still you know manage right. it right because like with that game it gets progressively easier as you play it as you unlock the different powers it is a it's a it's a tight wire act yeah. sometimes with, with game difficulty but i've just learned with my damaged mind and my ridiculous temper it ain't worth it. I'd, I'd rather play on, on dummy than get angry at a game to the point to where it physically alters my body chemistry, yeah. like sweats, screaming, heart rate, twitching, eye twitches, aneurysms, this, that, and the other thing. So uh, I, I just, I, I go easy. And if, and if I start normal and I start getting pissed off, it's an immediate swap to change. Yeah. I mean, uh, The Last of Us 2, I tried going in it. It's it's light mode <laughs> and, and i kept it was one of the stealth sections and i kept getting tipped off it's like you know what fuck this i'm going the very light now <laughs> and it didn't it didn't really affect that that game at all because that game's a, a masterpiece yeah. and it's all about the story and it's still kind of somewhat difficult even on very light but uh, i will admit in, in ghost of tsushima the 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 easy may be slightly too easy to where you're not really maximizing uh, your upgraded samurai powers yeah. but uh, fuck it who cares <laughs> i literally love walking in doing the standoff those that have played it you know what i'm talking about and just essentially leroy jenkins every encounter <laughs> like there's no fucking stealth with me i just walk in and i literally go hey you want to fucking fight they charge me i go whoosh, 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 three dead right off the bat because i got my my standoff powers fully upgraded and then from that point it's a little bit of graceful button mashing but uh, i'm probably not gonna ever die so <laughs> fuck it <There> you <laughs> fuck it all right so yeah i mean squadron's probably gonna be tough mm -hmm. definitely gonna want to find a team I'm, I'm thinking we need to get some sort of star wars time show squad going uh, as i say that that'll probably mean that nick and i will never play together or with any other star wars time show <laughs> fans because we like to just say shit and then never follow through um but with the cross play man we we, we should be we able to get a, a star wars system. time show uh, a little guild going yeah, so yeah, we'll see when it comes out in october yeah i think that it's it's doable i think that there are enough people who pay attention and who might play video games that it could be possible to get some sort of you know small squad up yeah. and going i mean you're Depends on where they live in the world. They might not be online at the same time we are if you're in, you know, Australia and we're in America here. But, you know, we'll, we'll see who can join up and who can play some games. And uh, it should be a fun time. And I'm, I'm probably going to get it on PlayStation. Um, and then yeah, same here, just, just for the PSVR bump. I mean, that's yeah. the way to go. So yeah. if you got the PlayStation 4 and a PSVR, you got to get it on that platform. That's going to be like living in the actual cockpit with the VR system. And we're just going to be with our controllers like, yeah, Matt, we get it. You can fucking see everything. Yeah, because your VR. Yeah, me, me and Tones. I know Tones has the VR too, so we'll, we'll be in there staring and jerking off at our virtual cockpits. There you go. Like, oh, look at that dial. Look at that <laughs> switch. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, for, for the most part, the the videos that are included in the StarWarsTime.net article are just some gameplay footage from P, either PC Gamer yeah. or some uh, PC capture site. Um, there's good stuff on there. The and and basically you know my summation of the game is like it seems really fun it it does but i'm worried about the lifespan of it considering 
you only have two modes in a limited single player. And then there's yeah, going to th- be no th- content. Like, that's it. This I, I, I can already tell you how it's going to go for me. I'll beat the campaign. I'll probably give an effort to trying to link up with Nick at least once. And the multiplayer, and depending on how that goes, it'll probably be retired within two weeks. Yeah, I don't imagine that this is going to be a long tail game unless I really, really enjoy the multiplayer. Like I play it a couple of times and I'm like, holy shit, this is addictive. Then I'm probably not going to end up playing it too long. But that is why it's a $40 game. And, you know, that's it's fine. I mean, I'm I'm all for it. But uh, uh, these days we kind of talked last week. I'm just enamored by the PS4 right now. And and it's close out of first party exclusives. I mean, you want to play the best dummy game ever? Final Fantasy VII Remake has the best implementation (laughs) of of Matt matting up the difficulty. Matt mode. (laughs) The best. Check it out. All right, dude. So last week and over the weekend, the you know the the SDCC crowd they they tried their their best. They gave it a, a decent effort to do the Comic Con at home shit. Uh, clearly, nothing like the the real event. Uh, but as we teased last week, there were a few Star Wars related panels. There was an official Lucasfilm publishing panel, and and you kind of recapped what what these people had to say, or at least the, some of the reveals they dropped. Yeah. So. There were a ton of reveals. I mean, there's upwards of 11 to 12 different publishing product uh, projects that they talked about during this panel. But I just kind of picked out some of the ones that I thought were the most interesting and uh, will align with what our viewers would uh, would like. So uh, first one I picked up uh, on was the Shadows of Vader's Castle uh comic series uh, you're talking about our viewers well then you should have put up doomcock predicts the star wars universe yeah that's that was all I, I got a lot of people asking me hey man uh, this doomcock guy what do you guys think it's like well listen to episode whatever yeah. when we went into the big diatribe on doomcock we listened to yeah we we, we listened D- doomcock to- i mean jordan according to doomcock as of last week kennedy's out george, george is back yeah george lucas Let's go. is coming back done Done deal. I, Done I heard, deal. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. That, that George Lucas is retaking the the throne <laughs> at Lucasfilm. It's like, dude, Doomcock, Doomcock, Doomcock. Look, if it, right. if if that actually happens, then we'll use him as a real source of information from now on. But like, that shit's not gonna happen, dude. Like, you have yeah, to I'll I'll use it to to make fun of. But it's just, I mean, at this point, it's been Mike Zero level bullshit. Yeah, so it's, it's not even worth it's talking fucking about. Dumb as hell. So, uh, <laughs> so we got we got Return of Shadows of Vader's cat. Was that okay? Comics. I can I can yes. get into Vader comics. Yes, yeah, some more Vader's comics, and this is more. I guess like if you've played the VR, the Vader VR game, like Vader Immortal, where it is kind of like a haunted house style game, like you're working through Vader's castle and there's like all of these different creepy things, at least in the first episode. This is kind of what, you know, Shadows of Vader's castle seems like. Um, so that's going to be back on store shelves if there are comic stores around you open and digital platforms in October. Uh, this next one, the Star Wars lightsaber collection is a pretty cool idea for a book. So it's going to have, it's going to be a fully illustrated, highly detailed look at star Wars lightsabers throughout the ages and give you a, a really detailed history of, I, I could get in. Is this going to be kind of Pablo Hidalgo cross section? Like, yeah, or it seems or like no. it's going to be more like heavily focused on like the visual aspect of it. And you know, like giving you a bit of history behind the weapons and stuff like that. So it's definitely going to be more like a 
like an art of book, like an art of whatever. All you right. Know. Rise that one I, I can handle books like that like picture stuff with very limited amounts of text I, I can get down that down with that so yeah so that that one seems like it's going to be pretty easy to, to I, I like this next so uh, I mean th- this this run's been on del- uh, hiatus basically right yes. the 2020 Vader run but you're telling me once it comes back which I did get a notice from Comixology that over the next 10 days some of these books may finally be releasing and if that's the case, I'm definitely going to try to get back to my YouTube series of breaking down new canon added by these 2020 Star Wars comic book runs. But you're telling me that, that we're going to get some callbacks to, obviously, more callbacks to his Republic yeah, times. Yeah, to his Republic But times. there's going to be a tie-in to Tross? Yes, direct In the 2020 tie-in. Vader? Direct right. tie-in to Tross, which is going to be interesting to see because, like... What can you do here? Does Vader know about the Emperor's contingency plan on Exegol? Yeah, because I'm trying to think about it. Because we're are you reading this one too, or just me? I'm reading it Vader? as well, so I'm caught up. And but because you know. the, the the general gist is again, it picks up right when he's beating the shit out of his son and tells him. Mm-hmm. And as he's doing that, he's like, he's kind of a pussy. Yeah, who made my son a pussy? I'm gonna go find it out and kill them. And that was the main uh, mission. I mean, he went to Tatooine. To look for the uh, he, he went back to Padme's apartment on Coruscant. And then he ended up in kind of like this this weapons cache where he met Sabine. Or not Sabe. Sabe. Yeah. Sabine. Fucking <laughs> idiot. And, and that's kind of where things left off after, you know, the COVID fuck. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. That's to interesting. Yeah. Comes in. Like. Right. It, it it's not a very clear tie. No, no, there's not. There's not a direct line from what Vader is currently doing. Again, post ESB pre ROTJ events, that, that there's no uh, like narrative thread that kind of just makes sense yeah. for Tross. So I, I'm very it, interested to see what they do yeah, with that. In my opinion, it has to be something linked to the Emperor because there's there's no other like there's nothing that he could that he could look for search find out about luke that would that would tie in to tross unless it's i mean like yeah I, I, like you said i it, it maybe he catches winds of of uh, palpatine's exegol plans yeah and, or maybe the, there's the like cloning a, facilities or this that and the other thing yeah maybe he finds that wayfinder like he walks into that room that that ray does in tross where the wayfinder yeah. is and he's like or or that's just you know and he's like well what's this like he finds the wayfinder and the. I, I just like, I thought that was a, a an interesting little note you had there, and then th- this last one. This is another one, a Clone Wars anthology. Uh, is this going to be a, more of a, a a book or graphic novel type? It seems like a book, from what I can okay. tell on the on the actual cover of it. It says it. It almost looks like the you remember like the forty stories, the forty short stories things. Okay. From, yeah. Yeah. So it's like that. So there's multiple writers. And it's it says stories of light and dark. So you have multiple writers who are writing stories about the Clone Wars era from Maul's perspective. Then is that what I'm getting here? Um, it it looks like it's not like some of the stories may be from Maul's perspective, and then some of them may be from you know the clones' perspective or and others like that. So it depends on who who your writers are and what they're chosen. Um, piece of the story huh. that they want to tell is, but yeah, yeah if that's it. more more graphic novel oriented, I, I could get into that one. I mean, yeah, so we, we know is, here Maul is my, my number two. Uh, I'll take anything I can get these days, Maul, including his penis. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But uh, 
Oh, that, the, the chat is fully fixated on Ray Park's dick at this it's, point. So I mean, like, they're, they're, they, they've gone off the rails. They're having their own show right now. Yeah. So. But, uh, Hey, Sir Dork. Yeah. Yeah. So Rebecca, Sorry, like uh, Rebecca Roanhorse, which is the, the writer <laughs> of the Resistance Reborn book that happened between TLJ and Tross, definitely in this little blurb about the book, she writes about uh, in the anthology, the Clone Wars anthology book, she's definitely writing a piece about um, the first meeting between um, Maul and Obi-Wan Kenobi. She says, you know, he's thinking of nothing but revenge on Obi-Wan Kenobi as she wrote about Maul as we first meet him in the series, completely insane mm -hmm. and walking around on spider legs cobbled together from garbage. So yeah, I don't know, man, I, I, I could get into that again, but if it's real words and shit. Yeah. It's hard, no, hard no for way. you to jump on that yeah. bandwagon, but uh, those were the notable ones. Like I said, there's a ton on here though. There's a, a, a Poe Dameron book called free fall, which is going to focus on him and probably his, um, like his involvement with Zori and the spice running before oh, the, a little in out in out with the spice running. huh? Exactly. Yeah. So we have that you have, now, I guess here's my question. Do you think they've humped before yeah. and he's just trying to re hump and tross? Cause the way he's so casual about it, it is kind of like friends with benefits. Yeah, type I of thing. feel like, like they, they fucked they, before. They've definitely been in okay. bed together or at least have done some heavy petting romantic entanglements other. for sure. Um, there's this book called Myths and Fables, uh, which is an in, in world Myths and Fables. So stories. Oh, so like what they tell to their kids to scare them into doing the right shit. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that seems really cool. You got some, uh, some Star Wars Adventures comics coming back. There's some kids stuff, you know, in here as well with the new publishing initiative, uh, <laughs> from the High Republic. So there's, there's a lot of good things happening. On well, the hey, we, we, we got front. some, we got some insights into the high republic right Indeed it's our, our our next deal we got the uh, i didn't read it too far but is this the the final round of high republic jedi or is this just another i don't know batch? this is just another well it's only one really they only revealed one additional jedi um in this star wars time oh, article he's a, he's a transdotion huh? yeah he's a transdotion which to my my knowledge is the first transdotion jedi that yeah. we've seen at yeah. least I mean, I'd have to go back to Old Republic days to see. He's if got such one. a such a Trandoshan name too. Skier. Skier. Yes. S S K E R. Yeah, they, they always got to have those double S's, right? Bosk. Bosk with the two S. Yeah. So I don't know if they just have like uh, like a, a elongated sounds like consonant sounds in their language, but Skier here. Well, I think is, they do. I I think you're right, man. I think they they do kind of talk like. Yeah, Harry Potter, the, the, the snake, snake language yeah, almost. Uh, like, yeah. Parcel tongue. But, pa uh, parcel, parcel tongue, yeah. yeah. So uh, they gave a little description of Skier. And if you look at him, I mean, he is a hulking Jedi master figure. Oh, yeah. T Tones is saying he looks like Jedi Shrek. He kind of does. He kind of does. <laughs> uh, or Jedu, Jedu Shrek, according to the, the spelling. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean he's he's a fucking tank looking Jedi. Yeah, exactly. You know, like like a like a hoss. I mean, he's he's a hoss even for a Trandoshan. Uh, he could eat boss for lunch, in, in my opinion, yeah. in terms of just p pure girth. Yeah, the size of him is something to. It's just I love that. Like I love their belts. Like look how ornate their belts are. Dude, they are. They're like, uh, look at his saber is fucking killer looking. He's got like that, that fold over cross guard. It looks like to protect the knuckles. Yep. Yep. I mean, his gold, saber, gold brown accents, it, like zoom in on that image. 
you it might be a cross guard emitting saber like Kylo has because it has ah, the two ports on it. Gotcha. I mean, it, it, it's it just like it's like it, it, it feels like these High Republic Jedi are they're just so much more coordinated with their uniforms right yeah. i mean the his lightsaber mat you know kind of blends in with his his belt and his tunic it all just kind of flows together and i remember the other ones we looked at i mean as we said they they, they feel like true knights yes uh, they're not just kind of all cobbling together random robes and tunics it does seem like there's some sort of a a, a theme in their attire and i, I don't know, i'm kind of digging it i still wish we could see these people in in moving images and not just words and shit but hey <laughs> uh, i don't it's it, between your synopsis of the the great whatever the fuck it is the great disaster the, great, yeah. the, the firefly like elements i really think this could be quality reading yeah doesn't fucking mean i'm going to read it but i've been liking what i've been seeing or what they've been giving us from high republic yeah i mean i i really like the direction that's going in and then in addition to the to the skier reveal we also find out in this article uh from starwars.com that the santeca clan plays a really big part of this uh, this time, this you know, this High Republic era. So, Lor Santeca. Uh, so that, like, he's essentially uh, he comes from a long line of what, like, explorers almost, like people that go out and forge their way into new potential areas of of, of wealth and whatnot in the new system. Exactly. Yeah. So the, this is how they describe the Santecas, uh, or Charles Soule described the Santecas in the High Republic era. He says. Once just a family of hard scrabble hyperspace prospectors seeking valuable routes in the outer reaches of the galaxy, uh, the Santeca clan has become a dynasty at the forefront of technology and techniques that let Chancellor Linda So's great galactic republic continue to expand safely to new areas. Overseen by Scions, Mar- Marlin, and Velis Santeca, the clan operates in close conjunction with the republic and becomes crucial to its response to the great disaster. But the Santecas huh. have a secret. Their rise did not come without go. a cost. So, uh, that's another little interesting thing. I mean, we we, we always love narrative and, and lore building here at the Star Wars Time Show. So just little knickknacky shit like that, I think, is neat. I mean, that that's kind of that's providing one of those narrative threads we were struggling to find how the Vader comic could connect to Tross. Here we have hundreds of years in the past, and we're getting that thread to connect us to TFN. the Age of Resistance. Yep. So that, that that's kind of neat. I'm assuming this is an alt look for skier here. It's kind of like the second image there. I almost, like that it, one it's, better. It's very... Um, that's, Mandalorian, Din Djarin color scheme yeah, like, early on, you know, like even his, the, his gauntlets there are colored like Din's pauldrons were. Exactly, yeah. I think the top image is probably like his casual, you know, in Jedi chambers. <laughs> yeah, garb, yeah, yeah, and right. Then the the right. bottom one, you can see it's like, it's That's more for fighting. battle yeah. ready. He's got like right. leathers it's on like his, and stuff. So yeah, his his knight armor is is equipped. So yeah, I, he is he is definitely an interesting looking Jedi. So I yeah. guess we'll have to and see how he turns he's out. He's gonna be like the Mace Windu of the Jedi. So he's like more gruff, more opinionated. He's oh, kind so of an he's asshole. the asshole that's probably gonna fuck everything up. Yeah. Right, so good. so uh, but he is a Jedi Master. So he will be on the, if there is a Jedi Council. I don't know if there is a Jedi Council at this time. I assume there is. But he would be on the Jedi Council. Gotcha. Um, so very cool. I like the design of this guy. 
Um, and I really do like the way that this story, this this whole new era is shaping up. I'm excited to read it in 2021 now. So it's it's slightly grown on me. I, I still think I'll need Big Daddy Nick to read it to <laughs> me if I'm going to get anywhere with it. So hopefully he does and, and gives me updates. But I, I think they are they're teasing an interesting world, if anything else. Yeah, yeah. And I, I uh, eventually I want to see how this is going to. Because I think the play is like you have this whole era that's telling its own stories, but there will be elements in here that will give context into. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, that's why I think that Santeca note is. Yeah, that's that's a nice little nugget. All right. Well, getting away from real stuff and into the rumors or if you believe KRT, all this is legit because they know every fucking source in Lucasfilm land these days. Uh, I mean, according to some some of the leaks, there's nine new series in the works, but we're just going to focus on two that kind of got some action last week. Uh, one, really both of them we would love to see, as I would think any Star Wars fan worth their salt would. But the one, obviously, I have the biggest boner for is the Crimson Dawn series, which... I mean, quite frankly, it's like, okay, is this the solo stuff we've been hearing about? Is this the, or is it the Lando thing? Who knows? It, it would all kind of fit with some of the fortune teller style rumors. As Nick and I had described, a lot of people come out there and be like, hey, yeah, they're going to working on nine new shows in this area, Cassie, and then this guy and that and this and that. And that's like, okay. All right. <laughs> all or, right. Yeah, it, it all kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, it, you could do some Crimson Dawn. There's potential there. You could do some Lando. There's potential there. You could do some Solo. So, I mean, nothing's ever too concrete. Yeah. And- uh, but, again, as reported by Corey and Noah Outlaw of, of KRT, uh, there there could be a Crimson Dawn series coming down the pike. I would assume it would be Disney Plus. Yes. This this other guy, Manabite Jeremy Conrad, I forget which Star Wars site he runs. He's obviously, a, one that people care about. Yeah, this guy's he's, like, got a huge following on. Yeah, Twitter. he's blue check mark. So, yeah, he's got almost a uh, hundred thousand followers on Twitter. So this guy, I think he's just he's like the new Harry. Um, what you call it? The guy from Ain't It Cool News, Harry Knowles. Yeah, yeah like. it, whatever. Either way, <laughs> but he's saying it's not just going to be Crimson Dawn, but you, you could get some other criminal syndicate type of people in here. Yeah. So, you know, Black Sun, this, that, and the other thing. It's like, hey, yeah. I mean, last week, Nick technically threw this out there. I yeah. mean, that, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, okay, they may or may not have sources, or they may just be fucking have brains on their in their brain that was fucking stupid (laughs) i clearly don't have a brain when i'm saying i have a brain in my brain so i mean so my brain within my brain within my head tells me that there's potential for a crimson dawn series so throw it out there now instead of just speculating we should just throw it out as fact yeah i mean that's exactly what i called out when we were talking about what we would like to see in terms of you know upcoming star wars projects i specifically said I would like to see two series from Disney Plus, one focused on Crimson Dawn and the Shadow Syndicate, and then one focused on the Smugglers. And now that you have these two rumors that we're talking about right now with the Crimson Dawn series, and then the other the other rumor that Donald Glover is coming back for a Lando-infused right. Star Wars series, that's literally the two series that I threw out last week. So yeah, so now we need to just start saying it's happening instead of we want it. Yeah, because I mean, really, that that's how you become a Star Wars fortune teller. Yeah, uh, you, you don't say anything too stupid like a Doomcock or a Mike Zero. Yeah, like they're just fucking clickbait. 
they like to set shit on fire and attract the trolls that just love hating being alive. Or you could take this route and, you know, say stuff that a lot of fans would want. And there is legitimate fiscal fiscal sense behind it for Disney. And there is legitimate story sense for it to happen. And and here we go. But I mean, we I feel like we've we've talked about this topic a million times. I mean, uh, yes, Crimson Dawn, Disney Plus, more mall, more Kiara or Kiara, whatever her name is, (laughs) Kiara. Uh, yeah, let's do it. So, I mean, that's a no fucking brainer. I mean, uh, with the shit Ray Park's doing these days <laughs> to get uh, in the know and get mentioned, he's ready. He wants to come back to the role. Yeah, right. So he, he's ready to go. go. So, and then I have. So I have. We just mentioned the Donald Glover rumor. So I have a couple questions for you, Matt. So do you think one? Yeah, I'm you, just going to move on to the Glover yeah. stuff then. So. so the the Glover stuff is that there will be a series out there that is going to be you know he's donald glover's back as lando there's a new series out there that he's going to be heavily involved in one do you think that this is the crimson dawn series that he will just be incorporated into that if not do you think that there is a room to have a a series that has lando in it but not solo and chewy why do you have to make it so hard (laughs) i do not know i don't i believe these are two separate entities okay and i do believe because there's some other i think his name's like jordan mazen Mm -hmm. but but he kind of chimed in with noah and these guys at krt and said hey um donald's not the only lando i've heard coming back yeah i've heard that that as in as in billy d so when i when i heard that and we saw lando working on something in solo the calrissian chronicles i 100 percent could see the calrissian chronicles being lando's series as in it starts with Billy D. Lando reminiscing about, oh, I remember when I made the Calrissian Chronicles, it was about some of my more wild adventures, yeah. smuggling, being a pimp, this, that, and the other thing. Then we go back and we get Donald and we actually see some of these stories that old Lando is talking about. That That's kind of how I see the Lando series. Now, to follow up with your, is Solo in there? Like, it do we trump solo with a Lando? That's that's tough. It's hard. Uh, I, I think more fans took the Donald's Lando over yeah. Alden's Han. And but I mean, but it, you could do that too. Like, because one, just in terms of like a Hollywood perspective, like of course Donald Glover is going to demand more attention than Alden Ehrenreich. So. It makes sense, but like you could tell the solo story through the lens of Lando if you wanted to. Yeah. It would just be weird. Like it would just be right. odd. To I, do it I, I would I would prefer the Lando stays Lando centric, but we either hear of oh man, fucking Han and Chewie are doing some shit. Yeah. Something like that, or Han pops up on a hollow recording. But the focus is still Lando's chronicles. I think it would be cool. I, I, I mean, I think Han and Chewie deserve their own or they would be the ones mixed into the Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Uh, Because the stuff they're getting mixed up in at that point in their lives would be more crime syndicate worthy. So uh, I could see Solo and them making more sense uh, uh, being attached to the Crimson Dawn, whatever the hell it is (laughs) at this point in time. Uh, versus Lando, because I really think you could, you Lando could have his own series, and I would uh, appreciate the old one reminiscing about the young one getting both actors involved. I really Dude, think that, that could uh, kind of really flesh out this character more than we've ever had him fleshed it out. It would be the perfect way to incorporate 
Janna back into it too because if we remember yeah. the end of yep. Tross yep. like yep. those two characters essentially tell yeah, he, you like and the way JJ cut that scene did make it seem creepy but based on the the leaks she was supposed be to be his, his daughter. daughter that was stolen by the first order on Pisana yeah. so yeah it wasn't like a a weird like I, I, <laughs> relationship I, style thing right but, right um I, Nico makes a point too. I mean, we we can see Lando meet Lobot. I mean, that yeah. would be a fun little episode. Yeah, so. man. There's a ton of great shit that could happen within this series, and, and like the way that I would see it is like, you know, it's not just like because the way that we're kind of talking about it is like a like a semi How I Met Your Mother style series. Yeah, where Lando's yes. like you never see the father, but his voice is Bob Saget, and he's talking to the kids the whole time, and then the whole show is is basically flashback yeah there you go so so you're saying old han is essentially recounting it to janna yeah except there's you know there's other things happening in that that area too it's not just right we, we get more of the old guy versus just the 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 detached voice yeah so i would like to see you know like janna and lando are out doing a run like whatever they're they're smuggling or they're 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 doing something for the new republic maybe you know, or or whatever the entity is that forms after the the fall of the first order and and the uh, you know the the empire. Right. They're they you know maybe they they're working within that structure and and they're just having a conversation in their ship while they're on like a like a delivery run or they're doing whatever they're doing. And he's I like, oh you. man, I can remember this time. Let me tell you this. Let me let me tell you about so, this. And then like, so so in, in your world of Lando. Each episode, most of the time, would be dedicated to telling a story of of young Lando. Yeah, but then but, you come back to right old in Lando. the end. At the end of the season, there will have been an overarching story with old Lando exactly. that completes. Okay, yeah, I, I, I dig that. I, I'm all for that. I like it. I, I think that would be the best way to do it because you're continuing threads from the end of Tross that that were set up, and that would be really interesting because Lando. Man, I mean, like, Lando, Billy did such a good job in that movie for being as old as he is. I mean, Billy's yeah. in his 80s. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he came back and he played the role of Lando I mean, Calrissian. He, he's half was, dead. I, I think participating in Tross added at least five years of life to that man. Oh, yeah, man. Like, it reinvigorated him. Like Yeah, it got, it got him in the gym working out. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know how it gets just even being locked down and during all this bullshit. Sometimes it's tough, man. Shit slides a bit. Like, your mind slides a bit. Body could slide a bit. So uh, I think that uh, working on Star Wars again revitalized the old guy. And I, I would love to see both of them. So... Uh, my take here is is Lando definitely as Nick said you you use both you get a little bit of a story with the old one you get most of the story with the young Lando throughout the episodes and you know kind of we got work more lesson here is just he's hoping projects like this revitalize that that Star Wars story brand that they were trying to do yeah I mean Rogue One great. Solo, I know a lot of people, they, they still kind of mix it in with the, the weird time at TLJ and the May release. Pretty damn good it's, little Star it's an Wars awesome story. Movie, dude. I really like Solo. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm all about these Star Wars stories. And as we move into our, our next topic, I, I think this is where things are going to go because of this fucking virus. Yeah. Uh, so our, our, next, our next topic here, and this one is legit, but, but Disney across the board is pushing back their their bigger projects, their movie slate. And they've also talked about 
possibly scaling everything back. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a project that was going to be a trilogy is now going to be a Disney Plus series because they can get it done for 100 mil versus 300 yeah, mil. Whatever it is. Uh, and, and then just the, the schedules, people working together, uh, working remotely. So I, I do think there is going to be an edict if there isn't already one at Lucasfilm like, hey, we saw what we did. Our original plan fucking blew up in our face. Uh, we 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 made some really poor decisions. Uh, we may or may not have caved to some of the fandom, whatever you want to say about Lucasfilm's experiment from TFA through Tross. Yeah, it it got derailed. I mean, we should be talking about a movie that's coming out next year. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, I mean, honestly, we should have been talking about a movie coming out this year. There was supposed to be a 2020 film. Yeah, that was supposed we uh, we all assumed that the 2020 film was going to be the the Kenobi movie, but right. that was before that was before or the Boba or the Boba movie. Yeah, or so, the Boba. Uh, I do. I I do hope we go more towards the Star Wars stories versus the we got to make a fucking trilogy and this that and the other thing blah 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 G- give me a one-off movie fine as long as it connects into the universe uh give me a series fine as long as it connects into the universe yeah. and it, you know uh let's go but uh, Star Wars as well as other Disney projects so the MCU all that shit now is being pushed back at least a year at this point, we are not going to get a, a new Star Wars movie until 2022. 23. Who- 2023, because it was supposed to be 2022, 24, 26. Oh, got, okay. All right. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. And then the uh, new releases are 23, 25, 27, which also means that Avatar is pushed back. We were supposed to get Avatar next year. They're pushed back to 24. Oh, yeah. I mean, this shit fucked up the movie industry. Oh, yeah. I don't know if the movie industry will ever be the same. Yeah. Uh, at least the, the theater wing at this point is probably dead as we as we knew it. I, I don't know how movie theaters, at least in this country, ever come back. Yeah, and it's like... <laughs> I mean, they haven't been open since March. It's sad, man, because like... You're seeing like now you're starting to see the like the long term effects of this. Like, for example, one of Taylor and I's favorite breweries just closed like they were like, we can't make it like in this. This place just opened up like a year and a half ago, two years ago. Yep. We, we had a restaurant. Yeah. And it was a chain. It's a Miller's Ale House. I mean, it, it's good. I wouldn't say the best. It's not that eclectic a chain. They, they just bought territory, plumped the store down. Within a year, because of this, it's gone. Yeah, it's, like they built a brand new fucking chain restaurant. It's gone. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. So, I mean, I really hope that at a certain point, movie theaters can make it. I they need to get creative though, because right now they're still not doing anything to to stem the tide, to stem the loss of money. Like, I yeah. mean, I, the, but I think, the only thing I've seen that is somewhat intelligent, I'm assuming it's, it's just based on their lease and how much parking space they have. But there's a chain here called Marcus. The, the Marcus chain, at least one of them in Columbus, Ohio, has been on the weekends only doing drive-ins in their fucking parking lot. That's what you got to do, dude. You have to get creative like that. But it, like for these massive, you know, national change, international chains, like they don't have the the flexibility to do that. So, I mean, you may see cascade closures of movie theaters across the entire country. I mean, we haven't heard about any closures of movie theaters near us yet. So that's good. Cause you know, there's, there's two regal theaters relatively close, which is why we have their unlimited pass. 
But like, man, it's tough. It sucks. I mean, just we're not going to be going to movies. I I don't think so. I mean, any movie that was being made or supposed to come out has essentially fucking disappeared. Yeah. Uh, WB, they finally were just like, fuck it. Tenet is just gone. Yeah, that's the same thing. We're not even pretending it's coming out at this point. It's just off the fucking schedule. Yeah, that's the same thing that Disney did with Mulan because Mulan was like... (laughs) That was supposed to come out, right? And, dude, Black Widow's supposed to be out by now. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a May. Mulan was March. I mean, it's it's nuts. It's like you forget that there was even movies anymore. Yeah, so. dude, it's, it's, it's a crazy fucking It is what time. it is. Yeah, so, this thing fucked us up, especially over here because we pretended it wasn't real. Yeah. Uh, but but I, will, yes. I will say, like, in tandem to this, Greggy Boy, our good friend Greg Bird down under, sent us a, a piece, like a quick update from the Australian side of things. Into, that kind of coincides with this, and it's that Taika has started writing his film. Right. So, like, Yeah, I, I saw that popping up. Again, we love you, Greg, but it's a nothing burger story. It's, yeah, it's like... Yeah, he started writing it. Okay. But it's just like, we, there's no... A lot of sites ran with it. I'm not bitching at Greg. I just That, to me, it does nothing for me. It's nothing we can really even talk about. Yeah. Hey, he started writing a script. Okay, neat. Yeah, that's why I brought it up here is because, like... <laughs> Is, do you think that the only question I can come up with or, or talking point off of that is that do you think that he is in this slot, this 23, 25, 27? Yes. Okay. 100%. Yeah, you don't start writing a movie now if you're, if you're going to drop it in, in the 30s. Yeah. So. so, I mean, if anything, we could see, I mean, a three-year development window is what's normal for, like, for large movie projects. And that is from, you know, development of the script to completion of the film, a three-year kind of run. Yeah, I mean, th- these days they're doing, uh, they did Tross in, in like, less than a year. I mean, well, I, did, I don't know what, they, what that says because Tross turned out kind of messy, but... Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, Phil Shostak on Twitter, if you don't follow him, Phil is a fantastic follow for anything Star Wars related. And he recently put out a tweet probably last week or something like that, talking about the development times for each movie. And that he, he mentioned that like with TFA, it was like a three-year development cycle. With TLJ, it was like two years and something, two years and a few months. And then he said for, 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 <laughs> for Tross, it was still like a two-year development cycle, but it really doesn't make days. sense. Like it doesn't, yeah, it couldn't have been long, but it doesn't really make sense that that was a two year development cycle as well. I I just, I mean, at this point in time, they used to need all those years just to process the damn visuals. Yeah. uh, The effects. So, I mean, if Taika's right now, he's well on pace to to be the 2023 drop. Yeah, to be even without shooting yet. Uh, and really these dates depend on if the world can get back to normal. I mean, this country, we're, we're about, a year behind everyone else at this point in time. So I don't see a lot of movies getting made in the States for a minute. Yeah. People are Uh, maybe New Zealand, maybe the, the Island nations that didn't fuck around too much. Canada, they seem to be able to shoot a bit. The UK, I mean, what, we're, we're over here trying to get sports up and running. Motherfuckers are getting it left and right. Did yeah, you the, see it, uh, just today the Marlins and Yankees were supposed to play and the Marlins had nine people test positive since starting baseball last week. Yeah, so they had to cancel they, it. It ain't going to happen, my friends over here. We need to get a little pessimistic about this thing. I know we're a country of optimists 
you know I'm not. You know I'm glass half empty all the time. It has done me justice during all this shit. Because I don't have high expectations. I know we're going to be fucked up for at least another six to eight months. I know there's not going to be sports. I know my Buckeye team that has a fucking national championship caliber squad is probably not going to play. And most of those players are probably going to go leave for the draft in the spring. Yeah. Oh, well. Get used to it, my friends in America. This thing sucks. It fucked up our country, and it's going to be fucked up for a while. Don't sit there and kid yourself and think that it's just going to get better. It's not. Pr- embrace the pain <laughs> like I do on a daily basis, all right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll be in for at least another three years of pain until the next Star Wars movie comes out. <laughs> or, or we'll all be dead. Yeah, who so. knows? We'll all be dead. So the, the official, well, the dates that were announced by Disney... For Star Wars releases are December 22nd, 2023, December 19th, 2025, and then December 17th, 2027. So, And you're supposed to have avatars in between yes, those. Yes, avatars will be on the even years between those. Right, so 22, 24, 26. 28, because there are four or five Avatar movies now. Oh, there's like a million. Yeah. I mean, Cameron's been trying to get the Avatar sequel since 2009, yeah, dude. dude. So <laughs> I, it, it's fucking crazy. But yeah, so uh, a one-year delay from what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and... You know, maybe Tyka's in that slot. Maybe Tyka's the 2023 and he's already prepping and getting ready. And I will say yeah. that, like you mentioned, if if we are to a point to where, you know, filming is ready to start and there's still some hesitancy here in America. I mean, he lives in New Zealand and New Zealand is free and clear. So maybe they just ship all the fucking actors out to... Right. To New Zealand, and Basically, that's how they anyone that comes from America, the mandatory quarantine wherever you go, yeah, because you, you, know, you can't you can't trust what what state or city you pass through if you didn't catch it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, and I would still say these. I would say are tentative dates. Yeah, they for they sure. really are. Like, I mean, shit is fucked up. So let, let's see what happens. All right, so before we get into the fan segment, we're going to get into this meme here. And anyone that has saw it or those the fandos that were in the chat, uh, they were all over the hashtag Ray Park. But Ray Park started trending this weekend uh, to him probably for all the wrong reasons. Uh, And as Nick said, a lot of people were like, oh, shit, what the fuck? Is, Is this Crimson Dawn thing legit? What's going on with Ray? And lo and behold, when they open up, ray's instagram i think this was was it saturday night yeah he took it down pretty quick but yeah but but basically if you're on the live stream you see this meme it's a shot of Hera just looking shocked and and the meme says me when i opened insta and saw ray park's recent post Uh, essentially what happened say whatever you want was he hacked was he getting revenge on someone did he fat finger and fucking post something that he didn't mean to post but for about uh 25 30 minutes on saturday night ray park had an image of himself getting blown <laughs> on his on his instagram page uh, i would assume it was his dick i mean it was, it was a decent looking meat so I, I wouldn't be too embarrassed about that but really the, the whole the whole hubbub was a, why is Ray Park trending? Oh, that's why Ray Ray Park is trending to what the fuck's up with Ray Park? Yeah. All right. So 
What, what do you think it was? Do you think it was an honest mistake? Like he just fucked up and hit that plus button when he didn't mean to? He had that shot lined up? Or I think that was he hacked? I mean, what, what do you think? I don't think it was a hack. I think it was like he did not mean to post that. <laughs> like, right. like he I was trying too. to post something else and that, w- that might have been like the first thing in his camera roll or whatever. That's what I mean. That, that's what I'm talking about. I don't think that he was hacked because if he was hacked, I, like... Uh, apparently feel, it was like it's, it's a video out. so he he was getting straight slobbed like in, in in moving it wasn't just words and shit okay so it was uh, a video but, but either way I, i'm with you i just if you're gonna hack a celebrity's account but then also when 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 the hack happens they're pretty quick to come out and say like oh no like i got hacked like you know like right. anything that you see here like you know, I, this and was- typically, if you get if you get your account hacked, you don't have control of it. So, how did the image get or the video get deleted? Yeah. thirty minutes after the fact. Exactly, and then also, it's just like just because your Instagram account is hacked, I mean, they would have to hack his Instagram account and his phone to be able to get that video to post it. Like, right? It's not like right. they could just if you assuming have that is his yeah, penis yeah, being polished, uh, right? Yes, I mean, true. <laughs> Um, you know, they, they could have just kind of gotten there and posted. But again, typically, if you are hacking anything, I mean, look what look what happened a week or two ago when uh, like huge fucking- blue checkmark Twitter accounts got smoked yeah. like Elon, Biden, like big ones. What did they do? They asked for fucking Bitcoin. Hackers aren't going on there just to fucking embarrass people. They're going on there to trick dummies to give them fucking money yeah. or to ransom Ray's account. Like, hey, give us money. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think Ray was just, uh, you might've been drunk, there, there, might've been high. <laughs> right. There, there's others who are saying maybe he's trying to get back at his, his wife. Apparently she might've cheated on him at one point in time. I, I don't want to kind of delve into that shit. That's all assumptions and allegations. Who knows? All we do know is that Ray Park for a limited amount of time this past Saturday night, uh, shared an interesting video allegedly of his penis getting into a lightsaber duel with some lady's face. Yeah, so um, it's gone now, but I'm sure if you scour the internet, you can at least find <laughs> screenshots or something. Yeah, just, just look, just search Ray Park. You'll find it. Trust yeah, me, it, it's it's blurred out. I, I didn't even want to mess with it because yeah. this is on YouTube yeah. and it, it, YouTube, they're fucking the police, yeah. the, 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 the etiquette police and this police can't show any nudity. So yeah. But there you go. I mean, look for we'll it if see you want if that to. Has any effect on his uh, his upcoming potential casting in the Crimson Dawn series? Now, I, I doubt it. I mean, if we're really at that point in society where if like something like that happens and you lose <laughs> your your Star Wars roles, it's like, come on. Yeah. I mean, most people, honestly, most people probably don't even fucking know about it because no. this is a a Star Wars centric type of thing that happened. Yeah, people outside of Star Wars don't even know who Ray Park is. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, not not a lot to to follow up on there, but you know, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> I, I thank all of you for hitting us up. I mean, I I, I believe you know, Rust Rust tipped us off. We had uh, Bossajan down there in in Australia tipped us off. So it's thank you, thank you for that. I, a, I, I needed a, weird a little weekend, right? Needed some Ray Park meat for my weekend. All right, dude, it's about time for the fan segment. And as we do these days, we don't quite get into the uh, praising of the fan artist yet. Uh, we have the question of the week to get through as well as the battle of the basics. So Updates. let me go ahead and 
and switch up some screens here. Go ahead and get rid of our browser view. There is our Slack view. And the way I have them in, Nick, let's just go ahead and start with the Battle of the Basics update, which uh, I think was the first one here, Chewy versus Boba Fett. Yes, Chewy versus Boba Fett. And, you know, Matt put this out earlier as soon as this announcement or this this battle was announced that this should be a blowout. It was no, it, not a blowout. Straight troll, man. That, that's what that's what I get for talking shit because I have a feeling. Yeah, I have a feeling people took that to heart and, and actually thought that uh, Bozo Boba could take down, uh, you know, the Wookiee from the West. It, it, it is very odd. Fifty five percent to forty five percent. And it broke down where it was 55 votes to four or 54 votes to 45 votes of so 99 wow. people wow. voted. Wow. Um, more voters. I'm going to say this again, more, we need more voters. I think the next one had a little bit more, but still um, notable. Let's go to notable Boba voters first, because there were a lot of them. There were a lot of Boba voters out here. I mean, you have Stormtrooper Pete, you have Barons, Black Series, Klondike Studio, all of the boys troll. in the chat. Oh yeah, anyone, you. any any Fando asshole is a straight troll. So Baron, that's a troll. Klondike's a troll. <laughs> we have a we have a new account here. This is called this is Star Wars Black Series 2020. Is this like is this another burner of Greg's? Now he's up to like is, five or it's six burner posting count. toy pics. <laughs> so like maybe it's just uh, an actual account called Star Wars Black Series 2020. Then you had Star Wars Toys 73. You have fucking Greg has four accounts now. Yeah. Because he has made a clone of my account. That period, <laughs> Nick, period, C, period. He did? He did. Ah. Greg is now just making that motherfucker. knockoffs. Like, so he has, uh, Greg now has four votes. Australia? I may start, can I remove votes? Can I like, can uh, I block these things from our uh, IG that account? That's Greg's got way too much free time down yeah, there. He like, does. What the hell is he up to? Apollo 8 <laughs> voted for uh, Boba. Greg Speaking voted of Greg, for Boba. Th that motherfucker, I, I featured one of his shots, and he was bitching about it. He's like, oh, that's a nice old shot. I'm like, hey, cocksucker. Dude, you... <laughs> have, have you not heard about my system? Yeah. I mean, yeah, some are going to get shared uh, a few hours after you post them, but a lot of times they go into the feature folder, yeah. and it just comes time but to Greg when they feels, get dropped. Greg feels entitled to things now. Like, he, uh, like he should oh, yeah, be yeah. on the show or get top fives all the time. The more that you feel entitled... Oh, the you're, less you're, that you per, get you're permanently, featured. yeah. You've gone to the the back of the line. Yeah, you're, you're in, in at top the back five. of the folder now, bud. You can't. This isn't this isn't the you're, Greg time show. The <laughs> timeout, Greggy boy. Yeah, he's, twinkle he's tits. A little big in his britches <laughs> there. So, um, Dad, uh, Fett, Miss Geeky Gem, Swit Picks, Rust Bell Collector. Like wow. all of these are Boba Fett voters. A lot of people, a lot of people are drinking the Boba Fett Kool Aid. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I guess it's from outdated comic books or something, or, or legend stories at this point. But uh, to me, Boba Fett is still that idiot that literally makes a yeah, he and crashes he, into a sail barge and dies. Yeah, that's it. That's all they got. I mean, like notable. <laughs> like the the funny thing is, is like notable Chewy voters. There's really not a lot, man. Like, I'm scrolling down here, and I'm not of seeing... Of course, I told you. I mean, dude, anyone that listens to the show was going to troll me on this one. So uh, there's probably no one that voted Cry Chewy. Cryo, action figure there snaps. There we go. We have uh, let's, Wild Wing, Tones, yeah, Sir the, Dork, these, Optimus these guys Prime, are, these, There you Raptor. go. These guys aren't drinking Antifreeze. Nico, Nico Tronus. 
So we, what's also funny is we have two blue check marks that voted for Chewy, but I don't even know how they saw the story. It's it's hey, like fucking a. We got blue check marks at like us. Yeah, we are on our way. It's two, <laughs> it's two like musician like rappers. I don't know who they are, but uh, hold on. Russ Belt has an update here from the live chat. In his head cannon was that Boba Fett would win by flying into Chewie accidentally and blowing up, <laughs> thus giving him a win. But would, that, would, would that just be a draw, though, if they both died? I don't know how that would work. <laughs> There's no draw option. <laughs> uh, that was a good one, Rust. I do like that. Okay, that, so. that would work. That works in my head canon too. That's, but okay. only if someone tripped boba fett's jetpack on again like yeah. he didn't he couldn't have actually turned it on himself it still had to be an accident into another accident because <laughs> that's how boba fett rolls so oh, yeah i do like that oh well hey chewy made it out so he's going on the round three right yes he's going on around uh, three he's going on to the semifinals, which is interesting because this next matchup will decide who he's fighting in the semifinals. and this matchup is Django fett versus han solo and han solo won this matchup 59 percent to 41 so han's gonna have to shoot his best friend versus chewy in the first semifinal i like that that's a that's a sophie's choice type of matchup you have there i feel like han wins it off of popularity but man i really feel like based off of that fight that we saw in solo in the mud pit chewy would kick the shit out of him oh of course of course yeah i mean if it was if it was a duel han might have the edge because han always shoots first uh, if we want to apply Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes logic, Raid Han, which in my opinion is the most powerful version of Han, yeah. he's got a big dick blaster, man. He like does, that fucking dude. blaster. And sometimes he'll shoot three times in a row. He's like, pachoo, pachoo, pachoo. Yeah. I mean, he can fucking level fully shielded and full health tunes. And then in that you game. know, like in Swago terms, he gets the first shot, so he stuns yes. right off the bat. Yes. Yes. But actually, no, he doesn't stick because if you have Chewie Zated, he can't be stunned. He's like immune to crowd control. Oh, yeah. No, they're funny. I love, I love, I, I feel bad. I need to, I need to relic my, my CLS crew because it's, you know, I mean, come on. It's, it's, it's Commander Luke. It's Chewbacca. Yeah. It's Raid Han, which is essentially a New Hope Vest Han. Yeah, I mean, dude, if, if Han gets that, like I said, that big dick blaster off first and, and hits the big guy. It's tough for him. Yeah, it's there. There's a there's a chance. But I mean, if, if Chewie gets in close, it's fucking it's see you later arms and head. Yeah, yeah, it's just done. So the Django versus Han matchup went like this. Forty one percent for Django, fifty nine percent for Han, 70 votes for Han, 49 for Django. So almost 120 voters here. So we had an uptick in the in the number of votes. Han voters, we got some good ones right up front. We got Figure Hertz. We have, let's see here, Intergalactic Raptor. We have Excellent. Switt Picks, Drew Toys. We have Klondike, Star Wars Toy 73. I mean, we got some of the some of the notable ones. Action figure noob, Cryo, Liam, Matt Jessup, Nico, Tones, uh, and then uh Adrian. A Sith Lord of Lego. So a Sith Lord of Lego, it, it's still that's still his name, but it, I thought it was I thought he might have changed his to Tong. No, that no, was Lego uh, Star Wars. Uh, Lego, Tong. Lego Star Wars Tong is now Tong. Is now Tong Wars. Wars. We actually we, we checked in with him today, did a little feature. He he dropped a uh great looking Lego sand crawler shot go. with his usual excellent natural lighting. So, so. here here's here's this is peak 
This is Peak Papa. Papa is a Django voter. Yes, <laughs> Peak Papa. I love it, man. A guy. Oh, speaking of Papa, I, 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 I checked in with him too. The guy almost fucking killed himself with chlorine. Oh my god! What did ha- what happened? Uh, he, he, he must he have like- a pull. And he was doing pool maintenance, and you know it's, oh. it's been hot here in the states. Dude, if that shit goes gaseous, it can kill you. Well, that's what happened. So he opened the top, and he said he essentially just took in a full lungs worth of chlorine. Oh my god! Uh, and it was so bad that like his lungs instantly filled up with fluid, and, and he was fucked up for a couple weeks now. So Damn. he's he's just now slowly getting back and, and posting some stuff out there. Yeah. So, so quick recovery. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah. Up. I don't. I don't think he he hated us. He just almost took himself <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. He just so. almost killed himself. With some <laughs> it's fucking chlorine death. Damn. Well, Papa. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So he's 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 alive and doing well. Hope, so that's hope, good. Yeah. Hope hope everything is good. So Agosto Django voter Rust Belt collector Django voter. Um, of course, Greg and his army of alts were the Django. See, I, I feel like the the Han and Django should have been close, like the like the Boba yeah. Chewy. Fifty nine forty one, still kind of close. Sir yeah, Dork, I didn't. It was not a surprise to me that Sir Dork voted for Django because I know he's a he's a big pre- prequel guy. Well, uh, no, nah, Django has a jetpack. He has fucking fire and fuel, and it explodes yeah. stuff. So that that's why. And then Sir Dorf a lot. That. I mean, there's a lot of good Jay- beer man, ninety seven parsecs, Barons Black Series, Wild Wing, Miss Geeky Gem. I mean, you had a lot of notable uh, Django versus. So huh? It's a very close. It was. I mean, fifty nine forty one, still pretty close. But Han makes it out. Um, and so that, that bring, like I said, Chewie versus Han and semifinals of this bracket. I liked it. I liked that. I do like that. So, uh, if you are new listening to this, we are in our fan segment. And if you like hearing yourself being talked about on shitty star Wars podcasts, then by all means get involved. Look for us on Instagram at star Wars time show. Look for these polls in our story and what we're going to get into now, the question of the week, that's typically just going to be right on our page yes. and you can leave a comment or comment on the story. So moving on to the question of the week, Nick, this week's question, I have it pulled up here. Let's talk ships. Yes. What's your favorite star Wars ship? What makes you love it? And our first reply was from our buddy down South, not twinkle tits, but Bossajan. Uh, he went with Darth Maul's Sith infiltrator, which I just watched last night in TPM. It is a sexy looking ship. It it's menacing. It's sleek. It's compact. It's designed to be totally self-dependent, allowing Maul to peruse any <laughs> enemy of the Sith. Yeah. Pursue peruse either one yeah but makes no sense. dude i mean I, I like that ship i like the design of it i right. like the uh you know it it, it kind of looks like padme's ship except a little bit different i like i like the wings on it well i mean the, the ass n is a direct predecessor for the like a tie fighter yeah. i mean it's got it's got like the tie fighter ball body and then mm-hmm. those you know, somewhat bent wings. wings. Yeah, yeah. so that's a good uh, call. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I, I, I like the ship. I like the way it sounds. I mean, I like the music they play when he gets out like that. Like all these little things go out and you got Skeleton Astronaut Boy. I love TPM, even though, I mean, young Anakin really is just fucking terrible, but he's a child. It's still fun. I know that. that's what I mean. All right. So thank you there, Bossa Jan. Uh, a new one here, Philip 33L. Ooh, more Nebulon C frigate. The Nebulon class frigate is that, the that's the big rebellion era, like yeah. skinny neck type of ship, right? It's yeah. kind of got like now. I I gotta look up the C class 
Because I don't remember. Yeah, so it's 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 the one at the end of Empire where Luke's fucking on it and he's looking out and they're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's away. got like yeah. you know, it's a, it's like kind of like skinny up top and then it like it c- extends down almost like a like a skyscraper in terms of the height. And then right. you have multiple bays where like ships can attach to it and stuff. So I mean, like you've definitely seen them within the the battles in the original trilogy. There were a lot of the Nebulon class frigates that showed up. Um, to the battles around the Death Star and stuff like that. So yeah, you can't argue with a big ass ship. I know. So I uh, like it. I like that too. I like that's that's like a pretty deep cut um, from Philip three three one here. So that's a good call out. I like that one. And then he also uh, says the X wing. Of course, everybody likes that's, that's a good one. You got Darth Rosen wants Kylo Ren's Tie Silencer from TLJ. I'd I like mean, it. say what you say what you want about the movie, but I do think he had some pretty badass looking ship designs. Yeah, dude, the, the tie silencer and then the, like his rebuilt silencer from Tross. I like both of yeah. those. Like those yeah, are like those kind of scissor point wings mm-hmm. with that not quite circular cockpit. Yeah, yeah dude, I, I, I'm a big fan of the tie. Silencer. It's a good looking fighter, like a good fighter ship for sure. I mean, I, again, I love anything empire first order aesthetic anyways. So, <laughs> Uh, Scissor Me Xerxes got a good one here. Off to go with the Fire Spray 31 class patrol and attack ship, better known as the Slave One. I just love <laughs> yeah. the detail. Yes. I have no idea how you climb into the cockpit when it's parked on its back and it looks super impractical, <laughs> but it's packed to the gills with firepower and the engine sounds cool. Yep. I agree. Yeah. It's like, that. Mm. like a vintage sports car, it wouldn't be the best daily driver, but it would be fun. I, I thought that was a very well rounded answer from Scissor Me Xerxes. I like that yeah i like that answer as well it's just like the fun thing about star wars is that so many of the ships like all of the ships are unique looking like you know yeah and they're essentially characters themselves especially the name ships like slave one and red five you know the falcon i mean yes i mean they are characters and if you look at you know if you look at star trek for example like all of the 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 uss ships like all of the starfleet ships look the same so you you have this kind of homogenous like oh all the ships look yeah the they same. they all have that saucer and then some other form yeah. of the their engine build but they do definitely for the most part have that saucer look yeah so I mean it's just cool to see and it, it might just be because of you know the way that the rebellion was this, this kind of piecemealed army where everybody's coming in and bringing their own equipment with them you know is why it looks like that but I like how it's not like okay well. You know, you have your X-Wings, which is your which are your like prototypical rebel ships. But then you have so many different ones. B-Wings are different looking. Y-Wings are different looking. Yep. A-Wings are different. U-Wings are different. I mean, they're all over the place. It is. is, I've always loved what Star Wars did with their fleets. I mean, uh, such variety, especially on the on the rebellion side. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, good one there from Scissor. Uh, up next, JDR1205. Those ARC-170 starfighters look mean AF. <laughs> I'll take one of those. I know it's prequel <laughs> bullshit, but they look fantastic. Yeah, you get to I see some it. good uh, ARC-170s. Uh, uh, ARC yeah, I mean, you got to remember, George, to a fault, basically had to give us everything is something yeah every everything everything that existed in the original trilogy was linked to something in the past so these were the forefathers of the x-wings exactly i mean it was basically the same thing except 
the X-Wings, you had fully separated wings that would go like that. And then the ARC right. 170s, you had one wing piece that just had the two. Yeah, it was like it was like a little spoiler would pop up yeah, on, yeah. on each side. So, uh, but it was it was a cool looking starfighter again. I mean, I no, yeah, I mean, I like it. it. And ARC 170 is definitely a useful fighter within your Galaxy of Heroes Heck squadron yeah. as well. Um, All right. So, yeah. Cryo up next. OG Red 5 X-Wing. So he's talking about Luke's mm. specific ship. Yes. It's got the collapsible wings, four guns, two proton torpedoes, can survive being submerged for decades. That is a, a selling point you won't get at most used X-Wing lots. That's true. Light speed capable small starfighter. Those red and yellow accents made one slick looking ride. Oh, so, yeah. yeah I mean... Uh, I can just I know me as as a little boy always yeah I wanted to fly an X-wing that is the one ship that I I preferred with the rebels over the empire I, I thought the the X-wings were so much cooler than your basic square wing tie fighter yeah man it's just like the X-wing had everything over the tie fighters like like cryo mentioned here it had uh light speed capability it also had shields tie tie fighters did not have shields um they were maneuverable. They had better firepower. I mean, like th th that ship, the X-Wing alone is almost the the one reason that the tide, the, the tide was not necessarily turning, but like they could fight with the Empire in the sky is because of the X-Wing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was a way better fighter in terms of just providing support for the bigger rebellion ships, but also going in and, and causing havoc because... I mean, what did the rebels say planning on uh, Yavin? Like, listen, we're only going to send our X-Wing yeah. because the guns on the Death Star are too fucking big to even c consider hitting our dogfighters. Yeah. And, and like, this is the reason, too. Like, the reason that Thrawn comes up with the TIE Defender project is because he sees, like, these X-Wings are destroying us in dogfights. Right. Like, they have shields. They can take more damage. They can do quick runs and then jump out in the hyperspace and not have to worry about a large craft to take them away. So, like, we, we need something like that. And that caused Thrawn to build these TIE defenders that would have become the, the force of the Imperial Navy if they, you know, they would have been fully funded instead of the Death Star. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I, I'm like Cryo, though. I think the most impressive thing about the Red Five is that that motherfucker could be crashed underwater... Multiple Forever. times. <laughs> like, and the shit, the shit would turn over right away. Like, it, yeah. there's no pumping out the engine. I mean, you just pull it right out of water and it starts it, right it, the fuck up. And then it goes, up. yeah. I mean, twice. Luke in the fucking it's like, it's like a It's like a Honda. You know, if you treat a Honda right, you can get 300, 350, 400,000 miles out of those motherfucking things. I don't know if you could park one in the lake <laughs> for, for 40 years and then it would start right up, but... That is a very, very uh, good point that a lot of people don't <laughs> think about when it comes to the X-Wing. Yeah. It's ability to be submerged and still fire up and get you to where you need to go. Yes. Yes. It's it's an all, all around top level star. Good fighter. one there. I, 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 I do like a little smart assness in our answers for sure. <laughs> Uh, from the Outer Rim, look at this. I believe uh, they got chosen for top five, yeah, but Classic so. Star Destroyer all the way 100. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Classic I, Star Destroyer is like, when you see that, like, you, you can never forget the first time that no. you see the opening of A New Hope. Right. I mean, it, it was so impactful that 
Spaceballs lampoons it the fact that it looks so big. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, it's. I mean, the whole opening of Spaceballs is like forty-five seconds of just watching the ship go by. <laughs> I mean, it's just also uh, like th- that, and then the evolution on it. I mean, like you can see, like, like you said, going back into the prequels. Now you still have, you know, you have the Galactic Republic cruisers that eventually become the Star Destroyers. So you see its predecessor there. But like the right. power of Star Destroyers is even seen within just, you know, the, the Age of Resistance era when you have the the massive Sith fleet come out from Exegol. Yeah, I mean, they're they're essentially mobile Death Stars at that point. Yeah. Much smaller, but I mean, you still got that iconic pizza wedge look and you have a Death Star turret mounted underneath it. So I, I've, I mean, the Star Destroyers are just so menacing I and mean, they look like floating cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you gotta love the Super Star Destroyer, right? Oh, yeah. You know the one that that crashes nose first into the Death Star two. I believe that was Vader's at one point in time. So yeah, I mean, I you could line up a hundred sci-fi spaceships, and I think every human would be able to pick out a Star Destroyer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, very iconic looking. So I mean, I'm a huge, yeah, huge fan of the of the Star Destroyers as well. So good call out there. And then next up, we have Matt Jessup, and he's talking, uh, or his his pick is the Naboo Starfighter. He says, uh, obviously, the OG stuff is grand, but for me, I'd pick the Naboo Starfighter. Simple, but elegant, in my opinion. Dig that the pilots wear soft leather-style helmets. Yeah. A bit of a nod to World War II era aces. It's cool. Yeah. Pilot Rick Ale. Again, I just watched it last <laughs> night, so I've like, I, I got TPM on the brain. Uh, I, but I think Matt nails it. It is. It is that, that kind of old school throwback look. Uh, I love the chrome. Yeah. You know, you got to if it's a Naboo ship, it's got to have some chrome. some chrome on it. Chrome and yellow. So that was a good. I like the, the, the sound of its engines. I like where the droid pits at. It, it is just a cool looking ship. Yeah. Uh, I like the sound of its guns. I mean, that's kind of fucking weird, but uh, they just they are cool little fighters. Mm-hmm. And little in particular, I mean, they, they did seem very tiny. I mean, you're getting your little cockpit in there in a droid, and that's about all you had. Because really, uh, the N1 Starfighter, like its tail was literally just a point. Yeah. So most of the ship was contained in the cockpit and its two engines on the wings. Yeah, it, tap- so. it tapered off hard towards the end, which, I mean, it makes it look cool when you have those sharp edges come off the end of that ship. It is. It is probably one of the coolest uh you know least used ships from that era i wish we would have seen right. more of the nabu starfighters later in the, in the it is like matt said i mean it is like a perfect dogfighter ship mm-hmm. i mean it's like this is what you would have sent up in, in world war ii world war one whatever i mean world war one they're literally in fucking biplanes yeah, like, like throwing bombs at each other yeah dude from, it was it was nuts aerial combat shooting their own shooting their own fucking tails off and stuff yeah Oh my God, those people are fucking nuts. But yeah, I, it is a sexy looking ship, that N1. Uh, the Bean 2, I'm going to assume this includes Big Boys. So the, the Venator class Star Destroyer, it's from the year I was born and I grew up with it with the Clone Wars. So yeah, we kind of already talked yeah, about Venator, that. That was the Venator class is like the, the OG Galactic Republic Jedi cruiser. Right, right. And then they, they uh, just literally painted them all gray for the empire <laughs> for the most part yeah they had cal kestis cut him up on the planet and then he got pissed and became a jedi yeah. so <laughs> there's that too uh lights camera tentacles we, we talked about one of his shots last week mm-hmm. and he actually gave us another great 
Uh, he calls him BB Hate. <laughs> that's, that's the name of his custom BB Eight K Two mashup. Nice. Uh, but he goes B Wing. Pretty unique shape and design. Love that the ship spins around the cockpit. Wing in, wings out. Yeah. Weird supercharged ion cannon capabilities. Just brilliant. So it is. It's as Nick said when we were it talking is. about all the yeah. the letter ships. It's. I don't know how it gets the the B Wing designation, but it, it is just a. Uh, I should know this because I believe it is discussed in the animated series in one of them. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. I how, forget like, who. The, like, we meet the inventor of the B wing in, in one of the fucking animated series. It's either it's, it's it could be a Lego one at that. I, I can't remember, but Quarry uh, is the is the designer. Yeah. Of it. So and, yeah, uh, it's from the fucking Free Maker Adventures. Then yeah. So yeah, I'm not that crazy. He's a Mon Calamari. Yep. Um, yep. So yeah, I mean B wing like B wing out of all the ships out of all the fighters for sure is definitely the most unique because like. Um, you know, Lice Cameras Tentacles was saying is like the way that it functions, it's like it's spin like the, the wings spin around it like this, and like the 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 way the guns are positioned and everything like that. I mean, like it's a really creative and cool design that's unlike any other Starfighter you've seen. Cause most of them do look relatively like craft-like, like a ship. This looks completely different than any other ship, and it also makes it harder to target because it's such a thin uh like a thin piece of ship to shoot at it's it's pretty cool so um i'm a, i'm a big fan of the bing uh the b-wing as well so good good call out here from uh lice camera tentacles and the- uh their work more or less is, is cleaning it up b-wing equals blade it was in rebels the blade wing okay right. okay there we go but i'm still going with the the little lego guys that got it invented it that's for damn skippy so all right so that that kind of wraps up the uh question of the week did you have did you have any that you would have put in there that weren't included not really i mean i didn't want to go with falcon that's that's an easy one obviously it's badass uh no i i didn't i really didn't i mean the 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 fandos covered most of the ones that would have came to my mind i I will say a recent one just because of like how dirty looking it is i do like the the knights of wrench ship Mm -hmm. because it reminds me of like a busted down like street bike almost or 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 like a hot rod car it it even expelled black smoke into space i don't even know if that's real (laughs) uh but yeah i'd I'd probably go that one just random yeah yeah i like that one too that's a really cool ship but yeah i mean i I think they covered everything for me i mean i think that lando's lando's falcon dude is just it's sleek. slick yeah I that thing it. looked slick as fuck but han fucked it yeah, up pretty bad so pretty, yeah. it didn't didn't last too long pretty bad so i mean dude han ejected <laughs> a whole compartment he fucking crashed the entire top of the ship was essentially broken apart and destroyed yep. and essentially skid land crashed on the bottom so <laughs> uh lando probably had to dump in many many credits before han stole it back from him at the end of the film oh yeah but, oh yeah Good stuff there. Yeah, you always got to love some Star Wars ships. So uh, thanks to the fans for getting involved. And if you want to get involved, make sure to keep your eye on our Instagram account at Star Wars Time Show. Uh, Nick typically drops a question a week late Sunday, Monday Mm -hmm. uh, to get some responses. 
All right, so we are rounding towards the uh, home plate section of our fan segment, and that is the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. And this is a top one week, so we're actually going to look at six images. You're not going to have to hear me bitch and moan mm-hmm. about my shitty art. So let me go ahead and get the screen switched out here. Bing, bang, boom. We're up and running. All right, buddy, kick it off. Yes, this week for the top five, we have some heavy hitters, some some normals within the top five, I guess you would say. And then we also have some new accounts in there too. So it was a it was a good mix of both. Matt gave a tease at one of the potential artists for the top five or one of the top five artists from the uh, from the question of the week. So to kick off this week is our is our good buddy who had a very close brush with death, apparently. This is Papa yes. Palpatine coming up with the fucking scene, like the beautiful scene recreation shot from this is from all, all practical by the way so this, this is, is all, all practical pra- wow okay yeah it's 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 in the in papa's ditch yeah. like his backyard ditch dio uh the backdrop there is a white blanket mm-hmm. uh he actually has one of those blasters i don't know where the fuck he gets that thing he probably made it yeah he actually dug out the ditch and he bought every one of these figures this isn't even compositing i mean these these are literally he bought this many hoth rebel troopers which is a fantastic figure because it has two faces it's got the bandanas the bandanas got the goggles so i mean you can with two figures you can make it look like you've got a a whole army here people so i mean that's it's pretty awesome and then like the the snow i don't know what to use for the snow if it was just like flour or some other or powder like it looks really good the way that it's coating the guns that he's got yep. it positioned all over the figures and like i said all practice there's no digital bullshit in here at all i mean i'm sure he did some color corrections and this that and post but in terms of the scene uh the snow all that is done in the papa palpatine ditch yeah dude i mean it's just fantastic and it's such a good recreation of that moment in, in empire where you're kind of looking down at the yeah the they're sitting there shitting down their legs yeah. like uh-oh <laughs> like holy sh- you they fucking see the atat come up and they're like holy <laughs> fuck we are in trouble yeah there I, ju- I just pulled up the shot on instagram so you could see the the bts just so you could see i mean it, it is fully practical every figure is there uh, the, the the baking powder or whatever substance flour is down and, and just the white looks like a shower curtain he was using for the backdrop. So it's always amazing how some of these scenes are created by these artists here. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Because uh, I sit here and bitch and moan all the time. Like I just I don't have that creative brain. Like I would never sit here and be like, oh, yeah, I could do this in my backyard. I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'd, I'd have to wait for real snow. It's like, I mean, that's how I operate. Yeah, dude. it's like, I need snow. I can't use fucking powder. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, fantastically composed shot there, Papa Palpatine. Uh, quit huffing chlorine. Yeah. Hopefully you're, you're feeling better at this point in time. Yeah, at Papa underscore Palpatine. Come back on the show. Join us. We, we always have fun. You, you definitely uh, get worked up and we get worked up. <laughs> yeah, so. no, Come we, back. We, Come we back. We got to get Papa on for an interview. We got to get the interview series back up. Right. So. Uh, Papa Palpatine Photography on Instagram. Go find him. He's well worth the follow. Uh, next up is a guy in the chat, a good friend of the show. This is at work more or less. Yeah, yeah, this this motherfucker, work more or less. He's in the chat. He just said, finally, the toy photo features are the only reason I watch Star Wars Time Show. There, there we go. Nobody appreciates anything except their segment. We know, we know, Jason, and we know you're not kidding. It's okay. Um, but this shot, like, Jason's yeah. really good. He's, you know, Jason, 
Jax, like all of these guys are really good at coming up with fun scenes that aren't necessarily scene recreations or anything like that. So what we have here is a stormtrooper right next, like in an arcade that is on the Death Star, you can see, yeah. or some sort of like oh, Star know. Destroyer. And he's playing Time Crisis, like the <laughs> like this the arcade box machine, Time Crisis 2. And he's got the gun and he's like pointing it at his own face. He's like, man, yeah, why like- can't I hit anything? Exactly. He's like, is this thing fucking working? I mean, it's, it's kind of like uh, that the, the scene in Mando at the end where they're shooting a cannon. They literally look at their guns like it's the fucking guns problem yeah. and not their shitty aim. <laughs> so that's what Jason has expertly kind of portrayed here. And, and Nick, I'll tell you, Jason didn't make these arcades, but those are real. Like, okay. someone actually printed that shit out. That's so nice. Like, that, that time crisis piece is an actual prop. That is there. The screen is in place. The guns are in place. The pedals are in place. <laughs> Someone made that prop at 112 scale. And if we go look at uh, at work more or less's profile, I believe we'll figure out who that someone is. It is at Prime to the first. Yes. Uh, so this guy, Josh, I, I guess he kind of makes uh, 112 props uh, on the side, uh, specifically these arcade cabinets. So he made the Time Crisis 2 one for Jason. And of course, Jason shot it beautifully. Yeah. We also see in the background, you have an Asteroids machine and you have a Street Fighter machine up in the foreground. Uh, look, if you go through the BTS, you can see Jason's little fingers holding the gun just to oh, get yeah. a sense of how tiny this little cabinet was okay yeah yep i'm seeing it so that's marvel versus capcom machine not street fire so i mean dude this Look is this insane one, this mother like jason really does have a full-on 112 arcade in his setup like if you if you scroll <laughs> through the shot on his profile yeah you can see all this shit yeah you see all of them in there it's fucking <laughs> awesome dude <laughs> i love that uh, i love that i mean like so you cool, think dude. about it you're a fucking stormtrooper. You're in, you know, you're you're either working on the Death Star, or you're sitting in one yeah. of these Star Destroyers. Yeah, blow off you some gotta steam. have downtime. Like, there's there's not something for you to do all of the time. So you an arcade makes sense. Give these guys Holy shit. The, there he is, the chlorine guy. Papa just Papa's popped back in. in. Darth Vita with the two two hands up. We love you, buddy. Thanks for joining in. We actually just covered your shot. Yeah, we, but, we just talked about uh, your shot. Sorry to hear about your troubles. I hope you're feeling better, sir. Yes. Um, But yeah, man. uh, Smoke weed, not chlorine. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um, (laughs) I mean, this shot, it it was just so creative, man. I love the the thought and the the creativity in the shot. And, you know, Jason really fucking pulls it off. Well, I mean, you know, you know, you will get that from work more or less. I mean, literally his job in life is to be creative for other people that can't be creative. Yeah, I mean, so. I don't know if I've told this story before, but uh, on the on the show, but I was talking to like Taylor and I were out. We were uh, out with a couple of our friends. This was pre-COVID, and um, we were just talking. Like we were three sheets. We were pretty drunk. We had been to like three or four breweries, and then like at one point we started talking about toy photography, and then the other people who were there with they were like well what's toy photography like people just take pictures of toys and i'm like no let me show you like what people can do with toy photography and i showed them a work more or less shot ah there you go and it was it was the <laughs> one where he's got like a stormtrooper and he's like jumping on the beach he's got like his hands up and his legs yeah out. yeah yeah and they're like holy shit like that's a that's a toy like that's i was like yeah like this is the kind of shit that people can do with like figures that are you know this big 
and uh, you know a, a good camera and they, they were like blown away so by there you it. go there you go work more or less you are the poster boy for uh, innovative toy photography for nick when he has to explain our odd little hobby to people that don't know what the fuck we do with our little I mean, toys it's just like <laughs> you know a lot i mean i could have pulled up anybody oh, i love it i mean there's so many good but like like jason is just really good at like this the creative ideas and the execution yeah. that like yeah man you can he's, show he's to a anybody fucking designer man yeah. designer he, he knows what's up so great stuff there jason keep the tags coming buddy you can follow him at work more or less but if you're listening to this show you probably already do indeed um next up, up number next. number three in the top another five. one in the peanut gallery it's, you know if you give them top fives they will come <laughs> to the show it's it's our own field of dreams if you will yeah yeah so this one is from at clat2klaatou on instagram it's just a really good scout trooper in the field shot and like yeah. that's what really caught my eye about this one is because like you always see like you see scout troopers and you never really see them like actually scouting or like in the field downrange, you know, looking for their core. Yeah, it's just I, I, I'm interested, like how Klaatu got down and got this shot, because that is some tall motherfucking grass. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, that grass is so big. It, it does. It almost looks like corn stalks to this figure. Uh, and this is actually the second shot that Klaatu shared. He shared a shot with, you know, it's a slider shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he led with a different one. But uh, scrolling through, this is the one that really kind of stood out to me. Oh, because yeah. you, you do get those light rays kind of leaking in through the tall grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just kind of adds to the, the feel that, you know, you got this, this scout trooper. He's out. He's making his way through this field. He's getting ready to go to the target. Uh, you know, so it's one of those shots that just kind of... Uh, tells a story without having too much uh, action or, or motion with the figures going on. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a really cool. Again, it's like one of those, you know, in wartime shots where like you have a photographer that's with a, you know, with a squad. They're going out to a battle and they're like, all right, well, we got to send out the scout to go, you know, see what the the field looks like. See if there's any uh, enemies up up ahead of us. And this guy's just going out. He's got his. Uh, you know, his weapon slung over his, his back. It looks like he may be, you know, I don't know if he's like got a stick he's holding in his hand or he's just like moving down some of the brush till he can walk past. Yeah, no, he really is. And that that's a very nice touch. I mean, Klaatu would have had to have taken the time to try to get that blade of grass to stick into this little plastic asshole's hands. Yeah. And that's, those are the little touches that... You know, while you're, while you're setting it up, you're probably pissed at this figure. Like, just hold the fucking grass. Or at least that's what I would be saying in my head because I'm, I'm not stable like most of you. I mean, it's just a great little touch. And like I said, just putting that little piece of cloth on this guy really adds a ton to the Scout Trooper. Scout Troopers always look cool, but I mean, look at that. A little piece of soft goods on there just really kind of amps this guy oh, up yeah. a bit. Excellent weathering as well to kind of it, He's, he's got uh, one of the Sand Trooper kind of uh, ghetto blasters on, on yeah, his, on over his, his shoulder. <laughs> so, so, I mean, all around great shot at Klaatu, K-L-A-A-T-O-U on Instagram. Well done. Uh, well-deserved top five. Next up yep, yep. is the tease from earlier. Matt mentioned um, from oh, the yeah. outer rim, and and at from the outer rim has joined the chat. Oh, so I people mean, are it, coming in right at the right time. It seems. Yeah, we got Ry- Riley Keys is the real name here, but Riley not only got picked to for the question of the week, also got Grace with Nick's top five pick. Here, yeah, and, so. and 
you know, I am not a hater. That, that may be a third. That, that's like a two third. That is. That, that's, that a, may that's a, a double down. That's a, I'm sure that it's happened before. <laughs> But uh, it's it's very nice to get in both the question. Yeah, now, now put us in your profile. Yeah. Featured on Star Wars Time Show <laughs> twice in the same show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this one here, I, I'm uh, not a hater of the Disney Star Wars trilogy. I do think that that overall it could have been done, executed better. I think that the through line could have been done better. But I think that each individual movie has good moments and good things about it. Um, and this one here is from Tross. This is a, a scene recreation from Tross. We see... Tross Palpatine coming down like the moment where right after he oh just, yeah life drains Ray and Kylo and his his dyad smoothie yeah so he and then he's got his hands open and it's that moment where he's like look at what you have made and I like how yeah. you know uh outer rim from the outer rim has the hands positioned correctly the face is like spot on perfect I don't know if this is like a custom kind of robe. Yeah, that he I, that's, made. What, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, the robe, I would assume, has to be custom because there is no one twelve scale Tross Sidious at this point yeah. in time. And then you can see, like, you have the red in it because he's like he does yeah, have red. Uh-huh. And then, like, uh-huh. the, I assume this is a a Digirama because you can see the Sith throne in the background. Um, I just thought that this was a really well executed scene recreation from Tross. For me, it's the eyes. Yeah, man. the I eyes mean, just again, it's, it's, perfectly. It's just like what I said on Clatu shots. For me, it, there's always one little thing that is going to get my eye to stop on it. Like, yes, I. This is a shot that needs to be featured on at Star Wars Time Show. And this one, uh, I, I don't think from Tag they probably didn't know we existed, which most people don't. I found I think I found this one from Star Wars the 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 Black Series. That's the biggest Black Series kind of featuring account out there. Uh, but yeah, it's those day those eyes, man. I, I you put like an overlay layer there and just colored them in, or maybe used a bunch of of dodging. But uh, those eyes really just make the shot pop and sell it as a, a great scene recreation. From the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, so a, a big fan of this. I was a big fan right, of that this, whole scene in there as well. So good stuff. So we're get, we're getting a live update from the Outer Rim on the uh, photo here. So he cut out a piece of red sock and put it around his neck and put Kylo Ren's belt around him. Okay, there yeah, yeah. I can see the belt down. At his and then the eyes are actual Photoshop of Palpatine's actual eyes, which okay. is probably why they look so fantastic and movie correct. So... Yeah, great stuff there. Great stuff yeah, there. I mean, a nice that. little portrait shot, great colors. The tone is right. The pose is right. I mean, it, it is a, a very palpatine feeling shot. Yeah, 100%. So uh, at From the Outer Rim on Instagram, uh, a small account. So let's see if we can get him some new followers there. Is that only at 281 followers now? So let's let's go give him some love. I mean, the guy's got let's some. Let's go. The, the not Star Wars time show army. Yeah. <laughs> Go! Go! But, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, if you look at, if you scroll down the feed here, there's some really good shots. Uh. There's one that I really like here, the this Leia Holdo shot. If you scroll a little bit down, I thought that one was really good. Um, so go give him some follows. Go give him some likes. Oh, man, look at this. He's got, a, he's got an Attack of the Clones scene with Dax. Yeah. Or Dexter. Dex, What's Dexter his name? From the, yeah, from the Dex. Shot, yeah, from the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, give, give him a follow. Welcome, welcome to the community. 281 followers, definitely pump that up. Yeah, let's see if we can get a few more over there. So uh, the last of the top five before the top one is going whoa, to be whoa. 
Carso Toy Photography, uh, at Carso Toy Photography on Instagram. And here's what I like about this. It's a Commander Pyre shot. And I love Commander Pyre because it's the fucking gold Stormtrooper. It just pops so well. And then when you put it behind this beautiful, colorful bokeh that he's got in the background, it just makes the figure stand out even more. It almost looks like a Sir Dork shot because you got... You got the explosion boke in the background, but you also have some water droplets there on him on the top of his helmet, it looks like. I mean... Oh, I'm sure it was, because I, I know Carso is a big uh, big in the community, at least for honoring people, asking for help, this, that, and the other things. Definitely has grown as a toy photographer over the years. Uh, yeah, I, I like it too, man. It, it is, it's like the gold armor just contrasts well with the you know, the explosion bokeh in the background. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It just, it, it pops the right way for me. It does. And it is, it, it's a good pose. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a good, you know, starting of a run pose. He's holding the gun the right way. And I know if you've never done it, it might sound silly. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to pose a little plastic figure. It fucking is to make, I mean, just look at some of my work <laughs> to, to see how hard it is to pose. That's why I mostly do portraits. Cause I don't want to fucking deal with it. Because half the time, mine still look like fake, dead little pieces of plastic. But this one here, definitely a good good run pose. It, it elicits some uh, uh, life behind the the golden bucket of Pyre. There you go. Yeah, I mean, just a clean shot of Pyre, too. I mean, just captures that, that character so well. So I big fan at Carso Toy Photography on Instagram. Go give him a follow. And then now... We have ended. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately for the character, though, I mean, he's he, he's never going to really know, get his man. due because he's a, a resistance, Star Wars yeah. resistance. Could a you, lot of people did not like resistance. Could you so imagine seeing this guy in live action in like TLJ Tross, TFA, something yeah, like that? Like, yeah, he, he, to me, he looks cooler than those fucking red Sith troopers. Dude, he should like we should have had a scene where you had commander pyre talking to captain phasma you have the the, the chrome talking to and the, the sith trooper just to get all the fucking colors well, I mean, of, like, of armor in there uh, major von reg if you get von yeah reg von, there, von was, reg had had the red stuff yeah so. so i mean there was a lot of good troopers from the from the resistance cartoon series that should have yeah. made it in the live action unfortunately yeah, no von reg was legit because he he was that all red tie pilot yeah, whipped, uniform yeah he whipped the all red hey, if anything, tie re- resist, well, so. resistance had two cool looking first order people if anything else yeah so. for sure yeah you're right uh, i i cut nick off this is a matt top one this is not an honorable mention it is a top fucking one it's top one guys all right so take it for what it is it's a top fucking one uh, and my top one goes to Press Pause Photography. This is an account that uh, I'd say over the last month, two months, uh, we've really, uh, or at least I have on on the Star Wars Time Show, hashtag Star Wars Time Show Raider, have become aware of uh, Press underscore Pause underscore Photography underscore, how about that? A trailing underscore. Uh, but anyways, it's a shot. It's kind of like a, a a fan shot, a fan want shot, and it's depicting these characters all together. And I love it. I do. You got Rex, Captain Rex. You got Ahsoka. You got Luke, and you got R two. And then what they're looking at, Nick, is R two is displaying a hologram of one Anakin Skywalker. Dude. And and to me, it's it's like these guys all getting together, maybe post Return of the Jedi kind of sitting around and talking like 
let's just remember the man of Anakin and, and try to separate him and, and the good he did and the amazing shit he did from his Vader yeah. personality. And it's like they're showing it to Luke. So yeah. Luke can see his dad and Ahsoka and Rex are sitting there telling him about his dad. And I just, I fucking love it. Dude, it's, I love the scene. I, I, yeah, man, I wish this was real because you can just hear, like, you could imagine it. You could just say, like, after, you know, imagine yeah, after dude, the battle yes. on Endor and after all of this, like, he sits down with Ahsoka and Rex and he's just like, you you guys knew my father, right? Like, you knew. Yeah him intimately and then i could just he like i know rex would be like oh did we know your father and then just like go into this long right. like yeah hey hey r2 play memory blah 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 because yeah. you know r2 again i mean he is the storyteller he's got everything logged in his brain yep uh so i i, I love this i mean it, it could even be before return of the jet it could be before empire yep you know this this could be them just luke like hey you guys we're around during the Clone Wars. Did you ever hear of Anakin Skywalker, my father? And they're like, oh, yeah, here, check this out. Don't tell him his dad's fucking Vader, Vader too, <laughs> yeah. but we'll, we'll, we'll let him see the hero that he was. But I, I again, I'm kind of taking it. This is after Vader's redemption. Uh, New Republic's around, and, and these three just got together like, hey, Luke asked him, like, Ahsoka, could you do this for me? Like, I, I really want to learn about my, my dad, like Anakin, not the bullshit. And and then they kind of had to sit down and then R2 played. It was like just watching a movie, you know, almost like an Iron Man's hologram for his daughter at the end of Endgame. Yeah. Something like that. Something for Luke to have a bit of his father outside of the armor. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really well thought out scene here. A really awesome idea that, you know, would be really cool to see actually in moving pictures whether it be yeah man or, like we're talking about all these fucking nine shows this nine shows that this crimson dawn this that and the other thing i mean hello oh you want to make a show with with rex and ahsoka here's an episode here's a moment to throw in there that would fucking blow fans minds out of their ear holes yeah it's do they want to commit to the animated luke though they would have to do that so yeah, I mean, yeah, live action. Just bring in Sebastian Stan. We are, we we've already made him young Luke, young Mark Hamill. Fuck it. Yeah, I no, mean, just like you don't even need to cast. <laughs> like you already know who the casting is. Oh, I know, I know. It's beautiful. Uh, it, it will never happen because it, it does involve Luke, and I think Luke's off limits for for the Disney Plus type of stuff. I think but so, hey, look, uh, the, the artist here actually joined the live stream. Connor Tierney. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, he he appreciates the show. He's loving it. Hopefully he'll become a fan or just as big a fan as we are of his work. There so keep on using the hashtag there, everyone. That concludes the segment. If you are new, remember on Instagram, hashtag Star Wars Time Show, tag at Star Wars Time Show. Let's do it. Let's grow this motherfucker. These live streams are fun. <laughs> I didn't really need to do anything today. I'm, I'm kind of having my, my two-day 40th celebration. But I wanted to come here and fuck off with you idiots for a while. So what does that say? It says a lot about the Star Wars Time Show and our very, very minuscule community. But it can grow. It can get bigger. I think we might have added Connor to the mix today. You never know. We might have convinced from the Outer Rim to join in again. You never know. We'll probably have to throw him some top fives like the rest of you slugs just to get you coming back. But that's how we roll. We get you. We, we understand our clientele to Star Wars Time Show. So it's that time, right, Nick? It it's the time to get down, to say goodbye, and do the dance. Shake it. 
and shimmy and tweak those nipples. All right. So the dance you might be asking the new ones here who probably just turned this off after I started the dance and literally just tweaked my nipples on the camera. Uh, but the dance is just that that's your time to get your happy asses over to StarWarsTime.net. That is our home base on the internet. That's where we put up our content if we get to it. And that's where most of our talking points will be listed. But more importantly, it's where you can get access to the show on all of the platforms it is now available on. So if you are new and you want to subscribe, Hell, you have to subscribe, even if you don't want to. Just do it and forget about it. It won't cost you any money. It might just cost you some brain cells. So get on there, StarWarsTime.net. Subscribe to podcasts. We're on all the platforms. It really doesn't matter. If you don't like the podcast stuff, we're also on YouTube. We live stream the show now, most most of the time on Tuesdays, never on time at a set time because that would make too much sense. Uh, but again, StarWarsTime.net, that is the home for all your information, everything you need, all the links, all the accounts for the Star Wars Time show. And why? Well, there's always time for Star Wars Time, so just get with it. We're like a, a skin rash, but a good one. You know, we, 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 we stick on you. And we might annoy you sometimes, but you always like scratching that itch of the Star Wars Time show. And besides, if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show. The Force will be with you. Always. Always.